Hear NFL games all day, every Sunday this fall on 1550 KICS Hastings, 1460 KXPN Carney. The following is another KXPN Sports presentation. KXPN Sports presents high school football. Perez and Miner out to the short side of the field. Double tied in. And Carter takes the snap. Three-man pressure down the middle of the field. Wide open is the end gauge. Claybaugh, and he's going to the house. A 48-yard touchdown pass. Tonight, the 2019 postseason kicks off in Elm Creek as the Buffaloes welcome in the Palmer Tigers. High School Football on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. Perez in the backfield with McCarter. Miner to the short side, the right side. Long count again. Takes the snap. Gives it to Perez off the left side. The first down, the end zone, the touchdown. Xavier Perez. Elm Creek looks to bounce back from their first loss of the season last week and begin a deep run in the playoffs, while Palmer won their final two games to qualify for the postseason. It's the Tigers and the Buffaloes coming up next, but first, it's the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll join ESPN Radio's Randy Bushcutter live from Elm Creek right after this word from Hogemeyer Hybrids. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to playoff football, and it certainly feels like it here in Elm Creek as the Buffaloes, who will come in seated number four in the West region, will be taking on Palmer. Palmer only three and five on the year, but, boy, you take a look at what they've been able to do through the course of the year. They have given some of the best football teams in the state a run for their money, and Elm Creek certainly does not have an easy draw in the first round here. Uh, against the Tigers because they're they're turning into a pretty veteran ball club. Both of these two teams missed the playoffs a year ago, but Elm Creek kind of knows what it feels like to be in Palmer's shoes because that's a little bit of what they ran into one year ago, playing very well, giving a lot of teams fits, but not having a record that really show for it. Good evening, everyone. I'm Randy Bushcutter. Joining me here is Scott Mollring. And, uh, Coach, we talked a little bit about how good Palmer is. They they lost by two to Osceola High Plains, who's 6-2 and two on the year. They lost to Bruning Davenport Shickley uh, and uh, also a losses to Fullerton and Ravenna. Those are teams that have six, seven, eight wins. These are really quality ball teams, and they play tight with every single one of them. Yeah, you know, you look at the, the score against Bruning Davenport Shickley, who's always seems like they're in the semifinals of D1, uh, you know, an eight-point game, or excuse me, a six-point game. Uh, and then you take Fullerton, a one-loss team, two-point game, 50-48. to 48. In overtime. In overtime. Uh, and Osceola High Plains, they won their playoff game big earlier today, uh, and they took them to two points earlier in the year as well. So they've got uh, five losses on the year, but, you know, they've played five playoff teams, If you six if you count Ravenna, who's 7-1 and one and not eligible for the playoffs. Right, and, and again, this is a, a team that kind of has grown, but uh, some, some bad news here for Palmer is they are going to be without some of their better players. Their, their leading receiver, uh, the only thing he's going to do today is kick their best defensive player uh, on the season has been uh, Justin Kuda, and Kuda doesn't have shoulder pads on underneath his jersey out there. He's out with a sore shoulder, so they're going to be a little short-staffed here. But in uh, talking with Palmer head coach Nathan Glaus earlier, 
he kind of said, we don't really have to move anybody out of position, but it will affect their depth a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, you play a, you play an eight-game schedule. Uh, you've got a lot of high scores on your on your schedule, so you know you've been playing a lot of reps with your, your number one guys. So you hope that throughout the year that you've found some spot time on special teams or something where the next guys can step up and fill the spots for those guys that are missing tonight. And again, we talked a little bit about the growing pains a year ago for Elm Creek. Well, those growing pains are gone. Uh, they had a poor quarter last week against Arcadia Loop City. Otherwise, they'd be coming in as an undefeated team here. And uh, you take a look at Elm Creek, you notice three things. Speed, speed, and speed. Yeah, you know, uh, Coach Doolin is uh, always known for uh, the special teams battle, so you think that they're going to probably have a good advantage there tonight. But, yeah, they're going to fly around the ball tonight. Um, you know, and, and it, it benefits them that Palmer is kind of built the same way, only maybe not quite as fast. So, uh, you don't know what side you're going to get from Palmer with the guys that are missing, but you know what you're going to get from Elm Creek, and that's a lot of guys uh, on the on the move all at the same time. Well, both coaches are going to agree that uh, Elm Creek tonight should have an advantage with the speed as we are going to step away here for a moment with our coaches' interviews. You're listening right now to the Hogemeyer Hybrid pregame show. Contact Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Hybrid seed dealer near you. We're going to step away for a moment. When we come back, we're going to talk with the two head coaches, starting with Nathan Glaus of Palmer. We'll do that as we continue with more of the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show right after this. Currently, I have children as young as a year old that are working on some feeding and swallowing, problem solving, and those basic speech and language areas of articulation and phonology. Those are what most people think of when they think of speech therapy. These children are going to go out into the community and they're going to be able to make a difference and they're going to be able to be independent. When I came to Mary Lanny, there was no pediatric speech therapy program. Our space was very limited and we've more than outgrown that space. The first time a child does something that they've not ever done before, it's so rewarding. All that time and effort, it makes it worthwhile and it just makes you want to continue to do what you do every single day. My name is Brooke West, speech-language pathologist at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Back on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show here on ESPN Radio. A couple of teams that are very familiar with the state football playoffs, Palmer and Elm Creek, and they meet up here tonight. And head coach Nate Glaus of Palmer joining us here. The Tigers trying to improve from last year. And I think, Coach, you probably have improved from last year. The win-loss, maybe not like you want. We talked about you all year on the Doug and Daddy show. Everybody had to be on upset alert against you guys. In fact, Two weeks ago, you're 1-5, and five, and now here you are in the playoffs. And I know Elm Creek doesn't want to play in. I know a lot of teams didn't want to draw you. How do you look at it from your side? Yeah, you know, compared to last year, last year we were just a very young team, and then uh, we only lost one kid from last year's team. And then this year our guys are playing a lot better. Um, you know, last year we were getting blown out by the good teams. This year, you know, we got beaten overtime by BDS, got beaten double overtime by uh, uh, Fullerton. We got beat by two by Osceola High Plains. Uh, you know, we, we've been in about every game. You know, the experience has helped. Uh, just lack of speed. You know, if we take one false step, we get out of position, and that really hurts us. What have you guys done the last two weeks? And, and albeit, I mean, I saw Nebraska Christian play Ravenna. They had enough offense to, to stay with them for a half, and Shelton was better, but again, kind of their record the same way. What did you emphasize going into those two games to this football team? Uh, just, you know, executing, doing your job on the field. You know, just if it, if our eight guys can do their job, we're a really tough football team. But if we have one or two guys that just have a little memory lapse or, 
you know, just, just forget one little step here or there. Uh, it really affects us. Well, the Tigers have got a pretty good tradition. I mean, uh, they have played deep into the playoffs. Just even then, didn't have a lot of numbers. You don't have a lot of numbers. We'll talk maybe about the injuries uh, in a minute here. How do you guys keep doing what you're doing with those small numbers, and will that change in the future? I think it's just being consistent on our coaching staff, being consistent the way we teach things, so that way the younger kids, by the time uh, the freshmen, sophomores, our juniors and seniors, they really understand our process and what we want from them. And I think that's just something that we build on. For folks that haven't seen your football team, what is it that you like to do on both sides of the ball? Uh, defensively, we mixed up a lot. It just depends on our scout report and how we feel we can attack a team um, as far as trying to defend what they're doing against us. On offense, we're very diverse. We'll come in tight. We'll spread out. We'll do whatever it takes, just depending on the weaknesses that we see from our opponent. Well, we've already talked about it a little bit, and we talked about it last week. Uh, a lot of folks say Elm Creek's strength is their speed. You've already mentioned that you are not the fastest team around. So how do you match up in that department? Um, they have about six guys that are as fast as our fastest guy. Um, so, again, we're just going to have to be very disciplined and make sure that we don't take ourselves out of position on defense. Um, offensively, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. We seem to be pretty effective moving the ball. So I don't see their speed hurting us there. But on defense, uh, their speed could definitely hurt us. Well, back to your team and, and your offense. Uh, obviously, Rugen Reimers is a, a solid football player, maybe even comparable to uh, McCarter, the quarterback for uh, Elm Creek. Talk about his improvement because he can throw it, and he is one of your leading rushers where you're really balanced right there, three guys right around 450, 500 yards. Yeah, it's nice that we have a lot of different guys to spread the ball out to, so you don't just have to rely on one guy that they can key on. That is one nice thing about our team and our offense where if we see that they're keen on a guy and trying to take him away, we can go to other guys on the team and, and spread the ball around. Did you see anything that Arcadia Loop City did last week, besides the interceptions, obviously, that you can use in your game plan for this game tonight? Um, yeah, there's a few things that, uh, that we saw on film that I think we can take advantage on on both sides of the ball, uh, You know, throwing in a couple wrinkles on defense to prevent some things that they do well. And then on offense, uh, there's a couple things that we saw that we may be able to attack to try and move the ball better. Their defense is, is really, really good. Uh, what makes them so good on the defensive side of the ball? I think it's their speed. Um, you know, they can, they can take a false step, and, and they're so fast that they can put themselves right back into position and, and make plays. Uh, they're very aggressive as well and just, just tough, hard-nosed kids. We're talking with Nate Glaus, the head football coach of the Palmer Tigers. You've done really good throughout the interview, Nate, of uh, putting yourself in this underdog role, which you are, obviously, but you've got some seniors on this football team. But we talked before uh, the interview that you were banged up in a variety of spots. And when you're not deep to begin with, how does this affect your football team coming into tonight? Uh, it'll definitely affect us. Um, I was very nervous last week with the guys that we had out, you know, hoping that we could get the win to make the playoffs, and, and we did. But um, just Akuda, he's been our defensive leader, and, and he's out for this ball game and probably be out a couple more weeks yet. And then um, we have a couple other younger guys that are out that do contribute at times. And then um, Carson Reimers, he's hobbled. He's going to suit up, and he did kick for us last week. But on offense, he's one of our better receivers, and that's going to hurt us a little bit not having him out there at full speed. Sometimes you have somebody to back up. Other times you'll move a lineman to a back. You'll move a back to a quarterback. Uh, are, are there significant changes in that area? Um, for us right now, no. Um, we, were, we were able to get one guy back for this game that we didn't have last week, which will definitely help us out. 
uh, so we don't have to move guys out of position. But, yeah, if it comes down to it where the wrong guy gets injured, yeah, we may, might be moving a lineman into the backfield or a back into the line. I know you're not going to divulge this, but I'm curious, uh, Nate, if you see something. Uh, you mentioned that Arcadia Loop City did a couple of things, but uh, do you see something where you have an advantage in this football game? Um, I think just our uh, our team play. Our kids uh, have been a little bit more disciplined here at the end of the season, and uh, I think that that's going to help us out. Um, you know, we're getting better from week to week, and uh, I don't know. I guess that's about all I can say. Well, we'll see uh, if the weather is a great equalizer here, if it slows down Elm Creek at all, and uh, hopefully uh, your kids can give uh, the great effort that they have throughout the season. Nate, always great to chat with you, and uh, best of luck. Thank you. That's Nate Glaus, head coach of the Palmer Tigers, and we'll run down Jace Doolin of the Elm Creek Buffaloes as the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show continues on ESPN. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT Market Space. See kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. At First Tier Bank, our roots go back to 1955. Our vision has always been to help our communities live better with great banking. First Tier Bank takes pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking, savings, loans, and online banking with bill pay. First Tier Bank measures its success by continued growth of our clients and communities. We are proud to support our high school athletes. This sports broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Foster Family Foods in Elm Creek. Foster's is your full-service grocery store. Shop Foster's Family Foods for the finest meats, freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown, personal service. At Foster's Family Foods in Elm Creek, your satisfaction is always our number one goal. Foster's Family Foods, the little store that's big on you. Best of luck to all the area athletes. And welcome back to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show on ESPN Radio, the opening night of the state high school football playoffs in Elm Creek, back at a familiar spot at home, ready to play some uh, football tonight against Palmer. And head coach Jay Stulen with us here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. And coach, uh, a good thing that we got to uh, see you just last week, but I know uh, you wish you could have finished the season undefeated. That was a tale of two football games. Uh, I know you had to be disappointed with the way it started, but boy, the boys battled back in that. So after you looked at the tape, uh, what was your feeling? Uh, yeah, just that. I mean, told the boys after the game and even on film the next week is you just kind of you want to take back that first quarter. You want to take back the first start of the game. And uh, we played a good three quarters in that game and probably outplayed them in three quarters. But the one quarter we didn't play well, they it really hurt us and they, they took advantage of it. And when you get big games like that, um, if we're going to be battle-tested and it's one of those that we can live and learn from it and uh, hopefully it prepares for the playoffs. It was such a shock play with the pick six to begin the game and, and you find yourself two scores down before you get rolling. Were you able to still execute the game plan like you wanted to? Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. We ran the football, um, thought we'd have a little more success early, but when we had two in the second quarter, we had a good uh, – one thing that was positive was our, our drive right before half. We opened it up a little bit and threw the ball, um, got the ball moving, and I think that really helped us with our run game. We kind of flipped the, flipped the script and 
our run game was helped out with our pass game, but it gives our kids confidence going to the playoffs that we can throw the ball, we can run the ball. Uh, we're a pretty balanced offense, um, even though we we try to set up the pass with the run to start with. Um, uh, so looking back at the tape, it it is it's it's positive. It's something we we did execute for three quarters. Um, just that one quarter got us. Talking with Chase Doolin, the head football coach at Elm Creek. Uh, coaches will say a lot. You can learn a lot from a loss, and but still you played so well. Did you learn anything? Was there something specific that Arcadia Loop City did that you had to work on in practice this week so that you can make a run here in the playoffs? Um, just just looking back at it is we probably should put another guy in the box and uh, stop the run, try to make them pass. Uh, coming in the game, they were pretty balanced, um, and we didn't take one of their phases, their, what they do well and run the football way. Um, so looking back at that, it was one of those that we probably should have put a guy in the box and stopped the run and just tried to test him to pass. But um, when, you're, when you're playing from behind, and um, you just kind of go with the flow of the game, and it's one of those things that in the middle of the game it wasn't – I thought we stopped the run decently, but um, watching the tape, it was probably something we should have done. Jace, uh, we can look out here and we see the weather has changed. That's probably not going to affect you. But how has practice been this week, uh, trying to bounce back from the loss, dealing with some of the conditions that you're going to have to play through here tonight? I've been pretty good. This week's been a pretty good practice week. Uh, and like you said, how you bounce back after a loss. And I think our kids have responded pretty well this week with practice. And uh, even though it's cold, we just kind of, you know, it's a mental thing. And Every team tells I think our kids have handled the cold pretty well, and uh, they're ready for tonight's game. Well, let's take a look at Palmer. Uh, kind of both you and Palmer took a step back last year. You're back here in the playoffs. We've talked all year long about how deceiving their record is, and there's two ways I guess you can look at it. They've had such a tough schedule, but yet they weren't able to pull off any wins despite being so close in so many of them. How do you view this football team? Uh, just uh, we were there last year, our kids that are on our team know that uh, we were a better record than last year, and that's how we took it this week is this team is way better than 3-5. and five. Uh, They've battled with some of the top teams in the state. Um, so we're familiar with a team like this, and um, we're not overlooking them. I think our kids are really focused on Palmer and, uh, uh, and not letting them uh, get any life in the game and try to get on them early. They will throw the ball, or at least they have a more yardage through the air than, than you and Karsten has. But Rugen Reimers, their quarterback, seems to do some of the same things that uh, McCarter does. How similar are they as you looked at them on tape? Very similar. Uh, they, they run a lot of the same stuff we do in the backfield on offense. And uh, their quarterback is a threat um, running the ball and throwing the ball. And they got some receiver options. Uh, it's one of those things that they're very comparable to us uh, with skill-wise. Um, I think up front we got a little bit of size on them, um, but they, they're they good up front and they fire out low. Uh, um, they're going to be a team that um, is hungry, and now that they're playoff, they're in the playoffs, they know they're 0-0, zero and, zero and uh, it's going to be a good game. You mentioned uh, having a chance to, to see them uh, in the last couple of years. Have they changed much at Palmer, and, and what is it that makes them so dangerous? Uh, just a bunch of athletes. They have a lot of athletes. Um, everybody on the field, offensively and defensively, um, it looks like they. I mean, on defense, they have all guys under 190 pounds that can run and make plays. On offense, um, same thing. Uh, they just anybody in the backfield can make a play. They're pretty balanced. They have three 500-yard rushers, so any one of the three in the backfield can uh, hurt you. And when they do throw the ball, uh, they have the option of. Uh, the Reimers get running and 
uh, have some size on the, at the tight end position. And Jace, uh, I see this a lot. It doesn't have to just be eight man, but eleven man. I don't know if you want to call it positional kicking, but if you happen to have a guy that can't boom it through the end zone every single time, you have to pick and choose what you want to do. We talked about how fast your team was. You had some good plays last week in the kick game, both kicking and on returns. Uh, what does Palmer do? Uh, what will you do against Palmer in that situation on your kickoffs? Uh, special teams are going to be huge. Uh, you, um, that's one thing I always focus on really really big focus because we always tell ourselves we got to win that phase of the game. Um, when you have a bunch of athletes, it makes it that much dangerous, which Palmer has. Um, and I think our kickoff team, we, we've really been playing really well the last couple weeks. Um, last week we had some good kicks where we got a lot of height that wasn't maybe necessarily depth, but they're filling the ball at the two-yard line, and uh, we're still pinning them inside the 15 with our speed rushing down there. Uh, and I really like that on that phase of the game. And um, punting, sometimes you just got to kick away from them. Um, but with our speed, I think we match up that if we get some good height, you want to get some good height and some hang time on your kicks so that you have time for your coverage kids to get down there. And finally, Jace, we always like to ask the coach about the big picture. I know it's one game at a time, but I, I smile again when I see that Burwell's on your side of the bracket, Cambridge is on your side of the bracket. Could be some old familiar foes if you guys can uh, play like you have most of the season. Yeah, for sure. We did. We like our draw. Definitely uh, um, always familiar with Burwell in the playoffs, and those are tough, tough battles if we get to that position. Uh, and Cambridge is playing really well. Uh, they're probably – got to be the favorite out of our side but uh uh knowing knowing our path to to the playoffs that we're if we're going to make it to the state championship we're going to eventually play at cambridge so um whatever round we do in burwell too um we're just going to take this one game at a time and whoever we play next is uh we'll scout them and get it ready for them and and that's the success that we've had at elm creek is just taking that and everybody um going with the mentality of the records are out the window and every week matters well hopefully chase more treats than tricks on this halloween uh, we wish you guys the best of luck and hopefully we'll be uh, chatting again next week getting ready for a wednesday game i appreciate it doug thank you very much that's chase doolin head football coach of the elm creek buffaloes we'll be back to elm creek with the starting lineups right after this on the hogemeyer hybrids pregame show what if there were an easier way to make sense of farm data a smarter way to make decisions a better way to harness the power of precision agriculture. There is. Introducing Agellum by CHS. Agellum is a customizable farm planning and management platform that analyzes your farm's unique data, empowering better agronomic and economic decisions. Contact your CHS agronomist or yield point specialist to get started. Agellum. Activating data. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Now for our starting lineup brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We'll begin, first of all, for the uh, Palmer Tigers, and we'll start on their line. At center will be Chet Weckman. He is a 190-pound junior. 
Uh, tackle will be Nukla Ortiz. He's 285 pounds and a sophomore. The uh, tight end, Remington Gay, 175 pounds and a senior. They list him as a split end. Carson Mings, 150 pounds and a senior. Uh, a guard is Gunnar Reiners, a junior, uh, 190 pounds. The back is Roy Guzman, 160 pounds and a senior. And the quarterback is Ruger Reimers, 145 pounds and a junior for head coach Nathan Klaus. And now for the very quick Elm Creek Buffaloes at tight end, Blake Eggenberger, 6'2", 175 pounds and a senior. The other tight end is Trey Miner, 6'160 pounds and a junior. The guard, Dylan Carr, 5'10", 240 pounds, just a freshman at center, will be Chase Swartwood, 5'11", 220 pounds and a junior. The other guard is Hans Robbins, 5'10", 190 pounds and a junior. Halfback is Kobe Smith, 5'6", 140 pounds and a junior. The tailback, Xavier Perez, 5'6", 160 pounds and a junior. And the quarterback is Karsten McCarter, 5'11", 160 pounds and a senior. Again, your starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. And when you take a look at some statistics here, for uh, Elm Creek, they'll do most of their damage running the football. McCarter, the quarterback, has run for 508 yards on the season and uh, eight touchdowns. Uh, Gutswiller will carry the ball some off the bench, and he's run for 152 yards. Uh, Perez has carried it 99 times for 679 yards and 12 touchdowns. And Kobe Smith, no slouch either, 24 carries for 135 yards. So there's a lot of different guys, a lot of a lot of different ways that Elm Creek can get you. Yeah, and that's going to be uh, advantageous to them that uh, if one thing's not working for them, they can rely on a different part of their offense to get uh, guys involved in running the ball. Uh, pretty balanced, uh, averaging around 75 in the air and about 200 on the ground uh, per game. All right, those are your starting lineups. We're going to step away for a moment, and we will wrap up. Our pregame show brought to you by Hogemeyer Hybrids. Contact Terry Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Hybrid seed dealer near you. We'll wrap it all up, and we'll be back with the kickoff right after this. Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season. They have the latest performance data to help select the right corn products for each of your acres next year. Results start with industry-leading genetics, but it all comes down to conducting thousands of local on-farm trials to uncover more insights and maximize yields. When it's go time, work with your local Pioneer team to make the most of every acre with Pioneer brand corn products. Pioneer, with you from the word go. See Impact Seed. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper. North of Railroad on first. On the bricks. Downtown. Carney for a free estimate. 
And welcome back here to Elm Creek. We just had the national anthem, uh, Buffaloes uh, and the uh, Tigers of Palmer about to kick this one off. Uh, earlier, we had the uh, coin toss, and Palmer won the toss. They deferred their cho- choice to the second half. So Elm Creek will receive the football, and they'll re- guard the uh, uh, the west end zone. So they'll be uh, heading east as they will get the uh, opening kickoff here. And again, both coaches kind of mentioned it a little bit, uh, especially uh, Coach Doolin mentioned that uh, getting off to a good start here was going to be important for his Buffaloes. Yeah, as it is with uh, you know any playoff game, uh, you know getting off to a good start, being able to get some first downs on the first drive of the game, uh, maybe even a touchdown. Uh, you know, always want to get a, a get ahead and put a little pressure on the other team. So, um, yeah, and, and if you're Palmer, obviously let's try and make them go three and out. So it's always a, uh, always a key first possession for any team, any playoff game anywhere. So, well, and the coach Doolin also talked about the fact that there's going to be some similarity here on this side of the bracket. That was the last question that uh, Doug asked him. He said, "Well, you know, there's a fairly good chance you'll face Burwell." Well, we know that to be true because Burwell did win earlier today, 48 to 16 over Hitchcock County. So. Burwell will travel to take on the winner of this game. And uh, we're all set and ready to get this one kicked off. I don't think we're going to kick it off yet because we've still got the warm-up clock going here for another 37 seconds. So uh, the uh, kickoff man, uh, Miko Ortiz, Miklo Ortiz, is uh, still kind of waiting there for them to get the clock properly set. Some uh, kick earlier. He can, he can hit field goals from about 30 yards out. So he's got a good strong leg. And again, this is uh, one of those things that uh, we talked about in the pregame as well. Uh, Coach Doolin, big fan of special teams, has his best athletes out there. There's the speed advantage that Overton has. So special teams could be a huge factor here. And young man, after the clock expires, they got to have time to set it up. Got to wait for the rest, sir. There you go. You know, Coach Doolin, the old uh, long snapper at Shadron State, always uh, special teams always been a, a source of pride here at Elm Creek with all the kickers they've had. All right, here we go. As uh, Ortiz will kick it off, will be kind of a squib job. It's going to be picked up after a couple of bounces. And trying to find the uh, wall here is going to be Kobe Smith. And Smith will uh, kind of just run through that wedge at about the 25-yard line. And that's where the Buffaloes will set up shop here. First and 10 on their first possession. You have good field position to start the game off. You're just past the 25, you know, and, and here we go. It's uh, playoff weather, and, you know, it's a, it's a nice, cool playoff atmosphere type of night. Well, there's a few spots where you can see the uh, snow from the storm the other night, but the field itself is in pretty good shape out there for uh, it being this cold out there. Again, it'll be a little bit of a harder field than what these players are used to in 37 degrees. At kickoff. So out of the I formation here is going to come McCarter. Carter will uh, hand the ball off to his running back. He's got a nice seam right up the middle. Perez will bounce it across midfield, bring it across the 35-yard line, and take it down to the 33. A nice little gain of 23 yards on the first play for Xavier Perez. Yeah, the the Buffaloes came out in a shotgun look and running a nice little counter play off of that and uh, just had a nice little seam to go through there. Just like they planned it, I'm sure. Yeah, good blocking on that. And again, you, you see the speed of Perez, and there is a speed advantage here, it would appear, for the Young Creek Buffaloes, who now have it first and 10 from the 33. Again, McCarter in that pistol formation. Perez will be just to his right. And they'll give it to Perez. Same play. This time, they're kind of holding on to him as he brings it near the 30 yard line. He'll gain about two and a half. And set up second and long here for Elm Creek. Yeah, great job there by Chet Wickman, number 16 for Palmer. Uh, kind of sliced through, uh, made, got past the initial blocker, and kind of held on and 
made it only a four-yard gain where it could have been a lot worse. Well, that first down play was actually spotted at the 34, so that ends up being a gain of about three and a half. So it's just outside the 30-yard line. We'll call this third and six. Excuse me, second and six. McCarter will give it right up ahead. Perez will be met just as he gets to the 30-yard line. He'll take it down to about the 29, so that'll be a gain of two. And it's going to be third and a good five here for Elm Creek. Yeah, my, every play you've gotten a little bit better defensively for yeah, Palmer on yeah, every snap. You, once you get that initial shock out of the way, you know, uh, Wickman there again, uh, it might have been a missed assignment on the Elm Creek Buffalo offensive line, but Wickman, the D tackle, just standing there waiting for it. So tight end on the right. They'll split out the end to the left. And again, out of the pistol formation, McCarter will call it out. And this time he's going to keep it, cut back to the inside, and he'll be uh, pulled down as he gets across the line of scrimmage here by Remington Gay. And uh, McCarter will lunge forward and will gain about three. It's going to set now fourth and two. Elm Creek starting out with counter, counter, counter. Uh, so I'm sure they've got uh, some other things to go off, but they faked the counter on that play with the quarterback keeper. So at some point they're going to get Palmer spread thin going laterally and try and poke something up the middle. And again, they've got that speed, but they have not tried to get the edge just yet. They had success on their first drive, just basically going right over the top of the guard. Well, here we got fourth and a good two and a half or so, and they'll have a wing back to the left of the quarterback, McCarter. So they'll have a lead blocker here, and they will give it off on that right side, and Perez, oh boy, I don't think he got it. He got it to the 25, and I think you need to get it to about the 24 and a half, so he's going to be short, and so that's going to be a turnover on downs. Yeah, great job there by the Palmer defense uh, stepping up. You give up you know, 25-yard run or so on the first play of the game, and uh, you force him into a turnover on downs on the next first down, so a good job there by Palmer. So the ball we spot at the 25, that'll be about the same spot on their side of the field where... Elm Creek started their first possession of the game, so we'll see what Palmer can do with their first. As Reimers will have a running back off of either shoulder, and they'll go off to that right side. Tackle going to be led here by uh, Perez, and there'll be a short gain on the play. Kind of a similar-looking uh, counter. You know, Both teams starting off in shotgun or a pistol to start the game off and uh, fake the running back one way and give it to the other guy going the other way. So. Uh, nice little counter to start with. It was Jesus Guzman who uh, ran with the ball there. And they'll run it back the other way. This will be Roy Guzman. And Roy, he's going to gain about three, and it's going to set up now third and about four. Yeah, Palmer's doing a, a nice job of getting uh, Elm Creek to move on defense already by going unbalanced in their offensive line, and they're shifting one of their backs clear out to the side. So. Uh, just to see a different look that maybe Elm Creek wasn't ready for to, to start the game off here. Well, big play defensively here, and it won't be four down territory. As calling it out will be Reimers. Reimers is going to keep it himself. A couple of lead blockers puts his head down, and he may have enough for the first down. As he lunges forward, that's going to be a gain of about five. Nothing Good. fancy about that. That nope. was just power that's football. Just straight up the middle and uh, let the two backs lead the quarterback through. So first and ten from the 37 here. And so they will uh, move the chains. The chain gang moving the chains, just like Carney Towing Repair will do for you. If you're stranded on the side of the road, no matter where, they'll get you home. And they'll run to the right side. Will Palmer here on force down. And Roy Guzman is going to get tripped up as he gets to the line of scrimmage. In fact, he didn't get there. He got there on the bounce, but uh, you don't get to keep the bounce. Yeah, as soon as he got the ball, it looks like he tripped over his own shoelaces there a little bit um, and just, just didn't quite get back to the line of scrimmage. He, he might have had a little seam there to get four, five, six yards even. Um, they, again, Palmer's coming out, running the, 
a little bit of unbalanced line shotgun, and they've run that same counter action that Elm Creek was kind of showing on the first possession. They'll spit out a receiver on the right, and they'll run that direction as they run with the little counter across midfield. And uh, it's going to be Roy Guzman who's knocked out of bounds at about the 35-yard line. We'll see if they give him all the way to the 35 or if it's going to be the 36. Looks like it's going to be the 36. So that is going to end up being a gain of about uh, seven, and it's going to set up third and three. Uh, again, you know, just the, both teams are working on the misdirection. Uh, they, I don't think either team feels that they can have the, the power to, to hammer it right up the middle yet. And the quarterback's going to keep it. That's going to be Reimers as he follows the two Guzmans right up the front. And it looks like he's got enough for the first down. That'll be a gain of four. And again, nothing fancy about what either one of these two teams have uh, been able to do. But right now, Palmer has worked their way across midfield. You had the one big play from Elm Creek. Palmer's offense has been a lot more consistent. Yeah, and I think when uh, Palmer gets in a third and short, fourth and short type of deal, that they're uh, probably going to end up running that quarterback uh, double iso basically right in front of him. So first and ten from the 36. Reimers will hand the ball off to uh, Guzman. That's going to be Jesus, and Jesus doesn't go down, but he does get stood up and pushed back, filling the hole there with Xavier Perez. But that will be a gain of about three. Yeah, good job there also by Troy Bromels uh, for Elm Creek, uh, holding his ground there at a linebacker and stepping up and making a just a two, three-yard gain there. Yep. So they're working on the uh, helmet here of Jesus Guzman as they're working on the snap. I think they got that satisfactory. At least the officials are not stopping the play for a equipment problem here. Seven minutes to go, first quarter, first drive for Palmer. Hand off to Guzman. That's Jesus, and Jesus loses the football, and Elm Creek is able to come up with it. He drops the ball, and Johnny on the spot is Kobe Smith. I think the quarterback was trying to pull it there and just a mesh issue that they have between the, the dive back and the quarterback, and uh, the ball is laying on the, on the ground right between the two of them. So turnover, first turnover of the game here for either squad, and it was a pretty good uh, offense going for Palmer, but they turned the football over. And so now the field advantage is going to start flipping here to Elm Creek. So we'll see what McCarter can do here on first and 10 after the turnover. Always look for a big play after a turnover, see what Elm Creek comes out with. McCarter just going to run that option, and he'll give the ball to that right side, and there is just really no room to run there for Perez. Yeah, after the, after the initial play of the game, you know, the uh, Palmer defensive line has really held their own. Well, they had a gain of 23. Uh, Perez had a gain of 23, 3, 2, 2, and now 0. So they've, they've been able to make the adjustment, has Palmer. But again, there's that big play opportunity for the speed of Perez as well as McCarter. Those are the two backs in the backfield. McCarter will call out the snap here. Perez will be to his right and just slightly behind him. And they're going to run that zone option. Perez is going to keep it. He'll bring the ball across the 30-yard line out to about the 35. Nice gain of about five. And that's going to make third down manageable here for the Buffaloes. they got to get right to midfield, and the ball, the back end of the football is on the 35-yard line. Yeah, just a nice zone read there. It was really late on the give, just uh, kind of deciding what the defense was going to give them, and it uh, turned out to be a nice positive play there. The second possession of the game here for Elm Creek. Palmer turned it over their first possession. Turnover on downs for the Buffaloes at the 25 in their first possession. Here's their second, and they are facing third and five. McCarter will put a man in motion. That's going to be Perez. McCarter is going to throw, and he'll lob it out to that right side, and it's going to be incomplete. They were trying to get the ball out there to Blake Engenberger, and it falls incomplete. 
Yeah, nice job there by the by the defense. Uh, the ball's thrown a little bit back, back behind the receivers, but it would have been a tough catch. Uh, but the, the defensive back made a nice play on the ball. Um, so the first pass of the game, uh, I think we are noticing, uh, you know, that's not one of Elm Creek's strengths is to throw the ball, but um, I think we're going to come back with something where the tight ends are, are more involved in the game later on. Well, he only averages only about six passes per ball game, does McCarter. Well, punting situation here for the Buffaloes. And putting the foot into it here is going to be Perez. Perez will get it all the way down to about the five-yard line. And Guzman on the return will bring it out to about the seven. And so pretty good coverage there. Yeah, it looks like Engenberger again there. It was intended for the pass on the previous play and then made a nice open field tackle. So 5.22 to go here. Here's the second possession here for the uh, Palmer Tigers. Come in at 3-5 and five on the year, but again, they've given some of the best teams in uh, Class D1 football a pretty good run for their money. Yeah, they opened the year with a lot of passing yards in their first four games. In the last four games, they've kind of flipped their offense to almost exclusive running, so uh, it's been pretty interesting to, to see them coming out exclusively with the run this game. And they'll run that little uh, cross-buck counter, if you will, and they'll bring the ball across the 15-yard line. Guzman on the carry. And that will be a gain of two. I guess that have to be specific. That's Jesus Guzman, who will gain about two yards. Brummel on the tackle. Palmer's uh, running a, uh, you know, a no-huddle offense here, but they're not in any hurry doing it. And the quarterback's going to keep it here. And Reimers just doesn't have any room to run there. I think if he would have handed it off to one of those first backs coming through, there was a, a quick seam there. But that defensive line for Elm Creek was able to fight off the, uh, the the blockers there, and there'll be a gain of only about one yard here for Reimers. Yeah, just as you might imagine, you know, it's only a couple guys over 200 pounds for Elm Creek, so their defense is built on speed and, and filling gaps and, and hustling to the ball. So it's going to be third and a good long six here. They're going to look to throw the football. Reimers has time to throw, throws it, and has a man open at the 35 across the 40, and cutting across here is going to be Remington Gay. He brings it across midfield and takes it down to the 36-yard line. Just a nice little flag route for the for the tight end there. So a gain of 28 on the play, and Palmer, they 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 can they can throw the ball a little bit. Reimers has thrown for over a thousand yards on the season, and that is the seventh catch of the year here for Gay. Yeah, and I noticed in the, the their first four games against Brooding Davenport, Osceola, and teams like that, they were they were quite a bit passing. He probably had seven or eight hundred of his passing yards on the year in those first four games. We'll hand the ball off here, and uh, being thrown forward is uh, going to be Roy Guzman, and uh, Roy was stuffed, but he eventually kind of gets thrown forward, and that's the only reason why they gained two yards on that play. Great job there again. Defensive line, they're not, they're not overly big, or the linebackers either for Elm Creek, but they are quick. And, then you know, they'll get in there and make a play and stick their nose in there. So second and eight, ball at the 34. 3.28 to go here, quarter number one. And they're going to run to the right side where that wing back is, and then they're going to pitch it, but there's a lot of pursuit there. And leading the tackle is going to be Perez. Perez will make the tackle here on Roy Guzman for a loss of about a yard and a half. That, that was a great job of pursuit by the Elm Creek defense. When you run a, a cone defensive line or defensive uh, angle pursuit drill in the first day of practice, it looks just like that. That was a textbook. 
Presenting sponsors of our high school football playoffs include Mary Landing Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. We'll see what they can do here on third and nine. And if Reimers will throw, he will back up after play action, be hit as he throws, and it's going to be incomplete. A little bit too high as he was trying to connect with Jesus Guzman and the defensive secondary for Elm Creek. They were the ones with the best shot at coming up with the football. Yeah, it looks like the same pass play just running into the the opposite side this time. He was pressured a little bit, so he had to throw it a little early and ended up being high. Uh, very darn near, darn near could have been of an interception. And Reimers, I don't think, had the opportunity even to really step into that because he was just hit right in the chest as he was letting go of the football, and I think that was Perez who was putting on the pressure. It's going to be fourth and nine, and it looks like Palmer from the 36 is going to go for it. Nope, they're going to do a quick little kick here, and it's going to hit at about the uh, 15-yard line and backtrack a little bit and just getting away from it there is Lane Gutzwiller. Is, he doesn't want any any piece of that. No, it's a great, great uh, concept of the play. You know, you, you look like you're going for it, but uh, you only gained about 16 yards out of the kick, so... I'm sure they wanted it maybe a little bit further, a little bit closer to the goal line. Well, if you get it in there, you would end ended up about the same thing. They just don't want to see Elm Creek running free in yep. space, I don't think, with their kicking game. Yep, if you look like you're going for it, there's no return man. So, so first and 10 from the 17. And we'll see what Elm Creek can do here. This is now their third possession. As uh, we haven't seen very many caught footballs in here so far. McCarter will take the snap. He'll hand the ball off, has a lead blocker, and leading through there is going to be Perez. Perez follows his uh, blocker across the 25-yard line, near near the 25 anyway, so that'll be a gain of about seven. Uh, Xavier's, a, a, you know, he's only 5'6", 160 pounds. He doesn't need a lot of space. He had just a little tiny crease there, and he hit it pretty good, so it was a, a good pickup for him. You don't ha- need to have huge, giant holes for a big guy like me if I was carrying the ball. So good work there by Perez to get about seven. And I like the, the design to that is you had that uh, lead blocker. I think that was Trey Miner that was in there as the lead blocker. They're going to go with a tight end on this near side. They're running that direction. And uh, coming through the, the initial uh, line there is going to be Perez. Perez will lean forward. Boy, he's close to that first down. Yeah, they're just running a, an option play with no pitch man. So it's either the quarterback gives it or he keeps it, and he's given it just about every single time, I think, on that play. Well, they're going to they're gonna bring out the sticks here to measure. So the chain gang bringing out the chains, just like Harry Towing Repair will do for you if you're stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home. And you don't mind on a cold night like this if you're the chain gang doing a little running. No, get the blood flowing a little bit, guys. Let's go. Somebody get them a hot chocolate at halftime, too, I'm sure. They stretch the chains, and they're about one link short. So they've got an inch to go here, and that is going to be just about it. So we'll see probably a little bit of uh, power football here. Let's remind you that the Internet streaming of all of our high school games on the Plant River Radio Group of Stations and at PlantRiverPreps.com is brought to you by Barney Insurance and Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. And we're even on those Alexa-enabled devices. So if you're listening, I could say, Alexa-enable ESPN Tri-Cities. And I've turned on radios across 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 the world. Across Across the world. world. Yep. In theory. Doesn't everybody have one of those? Seems like it. Seems like it. Just short. So I think might actually see McCarter step in under center. Yep. That is exactly what he's going to do. He'll step in on their center. They'll go I formation with the uh, tight end, a quarterback keeper. And 
Yeah, you don't need much, but he got a good full yard, yard and a half. So more than enough here on third and short here for Elm Creek. So McCarter easily gets uh, gets the uh, first down, gain of about two. Just nice little you know quarterback sneak. Uh, works for 99% of the people in the world unless you're Patrick Mahomes. It's a dark day if you're a Chiefs fan. <laughs> Clock still moving here, minute 22, still looking for our first points. As Elm Creek has moved the ball a couple of times, but hasn't been able to bust that big play since their first play from scrimmage where they rushed for 23 yards. Here they'll have a wing back. The lead blocker will try to set up the running back. Perez and Perez will follow that uh, block there by Carter Erickson. And again, that play has worked pretty effectively here. It's a gain of about five and sets up second and five. You know, both offenses uh, so far in the game, they, they look like they're, they're staying with what they're comfortable with. They're both running counter-type actions. They're both in very few formations so far to start the game off. So, uh, you know, at some point the, the mold's going to break or the defense is going to break. So it's just kind of a waiting game at this time. Well, they're going to move Perez to the left of McCarter this time. And the left side is where that tight end is. They have a split end to the right, straight up the middle to Perez, and Perez will gain about three. He'll set up now third and one. Yep, nice little uh, veer play again there. It's either the quarterback gives or he keeps, and he runs around the end. So it's a good way to end the first quarter. Yeah, that will be the final play of quarter number one. We're still looking for our first points here as Elm Creek will have it third and one from the 37. We'll step away for a moment. We'll start the second quarter. We're still looking for our first points. We'll be back to Elm Creek right after this. Trust is earned over generations, not seasons. For over 165 years, the Rank family's been earning that trust where it counts the most, in your fields. And yields, they don't lie. With over a 1,000 top finishes in first and state trials over the last three years, Rank Seed proves its value through superior genetics and production. One family, seven generations, all working for your success. Rank means results. Aurora Cooperative is excited to launch Prairie Valley Seed Brand into the market. Prairie Valley has one goal in mind, and that's to help you grow. By providing cutting-edge genetics and technology packages in combination with our customized seed placement approach, you can rest assured that your seeds will work as hard as you do. At Prairie Valley Seed, we'll push the boundaries in seed innovation so you can push the boundaries in farming. Prairie Valley Seeds, grow without limits. Tougher together, Aurora and you. And welcome back to our broadcast booth, brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. We're on the road bringing you the play-by-play. Carney Towing and Repair is on the road bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy-doing towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing and Repair when you need us. We'll be there. Third and short here. They'll go out of the pistol, hand the ball to Perez. Perez will cut back to the inside, bring it across midfield, and he's going to end up on third and one, a gain of almost four. Yeah, you really like what Elm Creek's doing here. Um, they're they're starting to get those. After that initial play, they were two, two, three yards play. Now they're starting to get three, four yards of play. And it, it just feels like they're close to breaking one loose. Well, again, they, they, they get in that open area, and they've been able to trip him up. But if he's able to slide, get that next step, he's a stride yep. away, There isn't no linebacker's going to catch him. He'll get in that open space. So it'll be first and 10. They're across midfield. It's at the 39-yard line. 
McCarter calls it out, fakes the handoff, looking to throw, throws it through the hands of the intended receiver, and it's going to be intercepted. It goes through the hands of Trey Miner and going to be picked up by Guzman, and Guzman will bring the ball across the 30-yard line out to about the 33. Man, they had a nice play set up there. The tight end cleared out. The wide receiver's running a, a crossing route. I think the quarterback just got a little too excited and just he, he threw it too soon and too fast, and it bounced right off the receiver's hands. Uh, the DB was a good five yards behind him, just sitting there waiting on the ball. That had a little bit of pepper on it, that's for sure. So an early turnover here in the second quarter gives Palmer the ball near midfield, first and 10 from their own 34. And they will run a little option here as they give it to Guzman, and Guzman rides it through there and will bounce it to the outside after getting off guard there. And Guzman has almost enough for the first down, a gain of nine. Yeah, it's another uh, just a straight beer play. With uh, Palmer hasn't shown a whole lot of that yet. Um, just wiggled through right, right by the D end. So who, Jesus with uh, nine yards on that one. Jesus has uh, carried the ball four times, but right now it's Reimers looking to throw it. He has to scramble. This pressure is coming, and he throws it. It appears incomplete. Pretty good pressure put on, and then coverage downfield by Blake Engenberger, and it falls incomplete. You know, I think Palmer decided, you know, it's second and pretty short there, so we're not going to put any running backs in. We're going to spread the field a little bit and see if they can uh, get a cheap one. But I bet they come right back with their two back set on this play, third yep. and short. That's exactly what they do, a running back off of either shoulder here, the quarterback, Ruger Reimers. Reimers will call it out, and he's going to follow his backs through the hole, and he doesn't get much, but he didn't need much. Yes, he'll get it all the way to the 35. He only needed about a yard, and he got a yard and a half. Yeah, I kind of run into the running back, uh, the second back through, and, and the quarterback kind of bumped into each other. But uh, great pursuit off the backside there by uh, uh, Perez for Elm Creek. Made that a one-yard gain instead of a five- or six-yard gain. Ball is spotted right at the 35-yard line. I'll make it easy for the chain guys. Ten and a half to go here, second quarter. Again, the interception gave... Pretty good field position here to Palmer, and uh, running is going to be Reimers, and Reimers hit up high. He's going to get back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be about it. There was great pursuit there by Elm Creek, and uh, leading the tackle is going to be Smith. Yeah, Smith and Hans Robbins there, number nine, the the DN, or the D tackle, it looks like. Um, he just uh, didn't go anywhere. The quarterback kind of caught, caught in that no-man's land. Uh, maybe I should have pitched it. Maybe I should have kept it, and instead I got tackled. So they're optioning off of that end, and the end had uh, one guy, and Kobe had the other. Quick uh, little power football here by Reimers as he goes right up the middle. Both of his running backs were kind of lead blockers for him, and they just kind of formed a little snowplow as they'll bring across the 35-yard line down to about the 32, so that'll be a gain of three. Yeah, I think that's just their their go-to play when they know they need three yards or four yards, hopefully, and and they just want to get to a more manageable third down. So third and seven, and most assuredly would be four down territory here as you're across midfield. Reimers calls it out, and he's going to roll out to his right. Pressure comes, and they're going to get him sacked by Troy Brummels. Well, he might have dropped the ball late, but I think they're calling him down. I think he was down. Yeah, it came out, but I think he was on his knees when that ball came out. But what a great defensive play there by Brummels, and... Uh, Coach Doolin, or defensive coordinator, somebody called for a nice little blitz, and it worked here. So it's now going to be fourth and 12. 
you know, you think it's a go for type deal and, or maybe line up just like you did the last time you punted and make it look like you're going for it. Just so Elm Creek doesn't set up a return. Uh, me, I punt. And maybe it is, it'll give me the quick kick, but they are set up like they're going to go for it. But again, they did quick kick earlier. If you can get good line surge and that's going to back them up five more yards because, uh, the end on this side didn't know the count. In Canada, I think you can get no. Actually, you can't. You can't, even cross can't run across five you, yards. You can't even do that in Canada. He was on a full go though. It was mm-hmm. a good get off on the line there. Now back him up across midfield, so the ball will be at the thirty-nine, and that'll make uh, fourth and eleven, no. fourth and about sixteen. Now you're going to line up in the more traditional kicking formation. You know, if I was Palmer and worried about the return game at Elm Creek, I'd make sure this ball landed out of bounds. Well, what wind there is will be kind of blowing across and giving a little bit of an aid here. And it's going to be kicked, and it is, they took your advice as it lands out of bounds on the first hit at about the 15-yard line. I, I'd like to think that he planned on doing that, but I'm not sure that he did. But uh, it's going to work out good for him, uh, no return on the kick, on the punt. And you got him on the 15-yard line. That's kind of the area we've been, 15 to the 25 for the most part. Again, uh, Palmer had fairly good field position with the interception a little bit ago. But now it'll be first and 10 here for Elm Creek. Still looking for our first points. 0-0 is our score. Over on Power 99, Pleasanton has an 8-0 lead over Brady. Again, that is on Power 99. So they're going to line up with the... uh, Tight end on the right side here for Elm Creek. Going to have two split ends on the left side, one on the line of scrimmage, of course, one in the backfield. And the quarterback is going to keep it. That's McCarter. McCarter will cut back to the inside. He's going to have a nice gain of about five. Good setup on that to try to get a fast kid out in space. Yep, yep. They've only uh, one other time maybe tried to get their quarterback out into uh, a running situation, so... I think probably just one missed block. Of course, an eight-man or any man, you're always one missed block away. But um, good job by the the DB for Palmer to fill in that gap because there was some running room there. Well, gain of about seven. It'll set up now second and three. And again, I think the more you try to get to the edge, that is your advantage. But again, Palmer's Palmer's not as slow as Coach Glaus was kind of alluding to during our coach's interview. Handoff here right up the middle. Cutting back to the inside is going to be Perez. Perez bounces to the outside, runs through a would-be tackler at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He shows him his back, and he is into the end zone for the touchdown. And there you go. You miss one tackle, and look out, neat man football. 59 yards for the five-points bank touchdown for Xavier Perez. A nice little play coming up the middle and then bounced it out to that outside and just took a couple of angles away from a couple of kids, and he just outran them. You know, you keep pulling your guard and blocking the the D end for uh, Palmer, who's got a cast on the the wrong hand if he's trying to make a tackle. So you block the good hand, and he can't make a play. So they will kick the extra point here with 7.17 to go in the first quarter. Snap is down, and the kick is up, and it is... No good. So the extra point here by Gage Claybaugh is no good. And our score remains. Elm Creek 6, Palmer nothing. 7-17 to go here in quarter number two. We'll be back to Elm Creek right after this. 
Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center has physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Dr. Conley, Dr. Johnson, and Dr. Blake at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they are where you are. With six satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska, they provide the highest quality care to everyone. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center, specializing in you. Well, a nice run by Xavier Perez for the first points of the ball game. It is six to nothing here, Elm Creek. And let's remind you that our presenting sponsors of the state football playoffs here on ESPN, as well as Power 99, includes Husker Power Products, your full service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and in Sutton, as well as your Pioneer Seed Representatives, Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weegis and Todd Travis, Impact Ag Partners and Pioneer Seed, Science with Service, delivering success. So they deliver success, and coming up to put the foot into it here is going to be Claybaugh. Claybaugh, kick is going to hit it at the 20. They'll pick it up on the bounce, and no lead blockers there, really, for uh, Remington Gay. And uh, he's going to get back to the line of scrimmage. Check that. That's actually Jesus Guzman, 34, not 24. Yeah, the 34 and the 24 and the 84 all kind of mesh together there, depending on what angle you get. Well, their numbers are on their the the edge on they the, side. To the side. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. The numbers are actually on the side there. You just tell the difference in the body types. So, an opportunity here for Palmer now to answer. It'll be first and ten at the twenty-one yard line, and they are going to give the ball off here to Roy Guzman. And Roy will have a couple of lead blockers there, but nice job of just extending that by the Elm Creek defense, and it's gained only of about two. Yeah, I think it's uh, the the linebacker there again. Uh, Troy Brummel's uh, kind of stepping up and, and stringing that play out. So a gain of about two, and obviously on that defensive end, riding it out there is Perez as well. So second and eight, they run the uh, the cross buck here, and uh, they're going to wrap up Guzman as Jesus Guzman does gain about one yard. We'll see if the, what kind of forward progress they give him. It looks like he only gained about a yard, maybe two here. You know, for a game, uh, both teams are well-known for their offenses. This has been a real defensive struggle, you know, and then we had just commented that we thought Elm Creek was about one play away from making a big play, and they have they have the one big play of the game so far. So gain of a couple of yards is going to be third and seven from about the 25. They're looking to throw. Reimers has it, and he will uh, just get the ball up ahead here, and there just is not much happening. Reimers decides to just put his head down and get what he can as the pocket begins to collapse, and he gains maybe one yard. So you can't call it a coverage sack, but in a sense, that's what it was. Yeah, the the, the pass plays that Palmer's run have been all based off play action. It's just been so slow to develop for him so far uh, that Elm Creek, their uh, D-line has just been all over the place uh, trying to make plays, and a couple of sacks, and that's not a sack, but it is a sack. So bad snap, and they're going to have to fall on it. They snapped it over the head of the punter, and they'll fall on it at the 10-yard line. And, boy, take a look at the uh, body language there of Ruger Reimers, their punter, as he is absolutely dejected as he has to just fall on the ball at about the 10-yard line. That's one of those you might as well try to pick it up and do something with it because what's the difference what's on fourth the, down? Yep, what's the worst that could happen on that? But I think he was just caught off balance. Uh, the ball was clearly over his head, and he just, uh, the first thing you think of is get on it so it's not a touchdown. So, well, that's what's ingrained in you. You yeah. have drills at that in practice and everything else. 
So a great opportunity here for the Buffaloes. Calling it out is going to be McCarter. McCarter will hand the ball off to his tailback and busting through there is going to be Perez, and Perez is into the end zone for a touchdown. A quick hitter, and I do mean quick. And you can ring the touchdown bell here in Elm Creek. Same play they ran for the touchdown previous. They run a little counter play, kick out the end, and just duck it right inside that kickout block. And, uh, you know, a couple of missed tackles, and uh, and Perez uh, easily got through there and, and scored another touchdown. Yeah, time from 10 yards out. And that makes it now 12 to nothing as they have scored twice here in less than two minutes. And again, obviously, the errant snap helps out on that one because the drive started at the 10-yard line. They will go for two here. So McCarter will call it out. He's got a running back ahead of him and one behind him as McCarter will look to throw, and he throws it in the end zone, and it's going to be incomplete. So Elm Creek goes for two. Can't quite make the connection, so they have to be content with a 12-0 lead after a five-points bank touchdown here by Xavier Perez. So again, all of our touchdowns brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. 12 nothing Elm Creek. They'll kick it off when we return right after this. Buzz's Marine knows that boat buying may not be on the top of your mind right now. But if you want to take advantage of in-stock incentives, first pick on their 2020 inventory, or want to special order your new boat and have it ready for spring, stop into Buzz's Marine and shop the full lineup of Tigers and exclusive StarCraft deck boats. They also have great buys on fishing boats and pontoons. The biggest selection from the east to the west coast. Find out more online at buzzesmarine.com. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Cardi. If what your crop needs is potassium, what you need to feed it is Locomotive. Designed to enhance crop growth and quality, Locomotive gives crops what they need in the safest form. Chlorine-free formula, providing high absorption rates to deliver critical nutrition quickly. Locomotive is the foliar potassium that doesn't hesitate when it comes to your crop's performance. No matter what the conditions, if you want potassium in your crop, you want Locomotive. To get your crop what it needs, see your local Nutrient Ag Solutions retailer today. Play ball with the kickoff. It'll go high in the air, and Roy Guzman finds a little bit of a seam. Guzman brings up on that right side, and he will be thrown forward out to the 30-yard line. So good starting position of a drive here for Palmer, who needs a little uh, boost in the arm here because the last two times that Xavier Perez has run with the football, he scored touchdowns. Yeah, nice return there, about 25 yards or so. and That might be the little boost that uh, Palmer needs to get going. And I don't know if they had the ball ready for play yet, as they did snap it early. They came up there very quickly, and they blow it dead, but there's no flags on the play. Uh, you hate to see that for Palmer because they had their play, and they knew what they wanted to do, and now you, you can't run that same play again because Elm Creek know, knew what you were running the first time. Change the formation even. Well, the, the official wasn't standing over the football. They, they shouldn't leave that area until they're ready to go. So it'll be first and 10 from the 30. They fake the... Uh, the um, Crossbuck action here and give it to Jesus Guzman. And Guzman runs on that right side. He goes out of bounds just short of the stick. They ran a kind of a fake jet sweep yeah, there. A, a fake jet, and the, and the jet guy stopped a block on the backside. So, you know, Elm Creek's had some success coming hard from the backside, so they run a jet right into that to stop a, a backside pursuit. Well, on that far side, I, I knew we got, and uh, the guys abandoned and threw the sticks down, so they didn't get run over. It ends up being a gain of about eight here for Guzman. And now they'll hand the ball off to Jesus Guzman, and Jesus bounces to the outside. He's going to be tackled in the open space here 
by Carson McCarter, but not until he gets a first down at about the 32-yard line. Yeah, he is very close to breaking that one free. Uh, finally, uh, Palmer's kind of showing a little life here, in which uh, they, they were kind of in a little bit of uh, desperation mode there, getting down 12-0, that they've kind of shown a little life here. We've got five minutes to go here before halftime, and right up the middle, Guzman running like a fullback, and he's going to run over one Buffalo and then eventually get uh, tackled by Kobe Smith. Yeah, he just turned it on here the last three plays. Uh, he's running with some purpose now. Uh, he, again, he was just one little shoelace tackle away from breaking that one. That ends up being a gain of nine, and they'll hand it off to Guzman again. This time they're going to stuff him. He gains about two yards. That'll be enough to move the chains just short of the 20-yard line, first and 10 here for Palmer. I think they've uh, decided we're going to give the ball to our workhorse a little bit here and, and see what he can get done. We need to move the ball. He is running behind those shoulder pads, isn't he? And Guzman, 190 pounds when he hits you. You've been hit. So first and 10, we'll call it the 21. And they'll give it to Guzman again. And Guzman that time will get down to about the 19-yard line. It looks like the ball is moving, and it's out. And Elm Creek has it. It was moving around a little bit. And I never saw anybody really fight for it, but it bounced right into the hands of one of the Elm Creek Buffaloes, and that'll be another Palmer turnover. Yeah, I think similar to their first turnover of the game, but just a, a mesh issue between the quarterback and the running back. And I think I don't think it was ever secured in the running back's hands there. So that is going to be the third turnover here for Palmer. And remember, Elm Creek had one as well. And then both teams turned it over on down. So obviously Palmer's was a lot more serious with snapping it over the punter's head. So first and 10 here for the Buffaloes as they already lead at 12-0 with four and a half to go before halftime. McCarter, long count here, and he will keep it himself. He's looking to throw. He's hit as he throws. He's got a man, and it's going to be incomplete. It was underthrown because he couldn't really get to anything on it, and Trey Miner had to come back for the ball, and Carson Mings able to break it up here for Palmer. And they ran the uh, the read options to the wide receiver side, and they just uh, because they were showing run, the, the defense came up on it and just forced the quarterback to throw a little bit early, but they had a wide receiver 10, 15 yards past everybody. And McCarter gets a little pat on his shoulder pads there by Trey Miner and saying, all right, you'll hit him next time. Second and 10. Again, Elm Creek only tries about 10 passes per ball game or so, and they're already at Probably three. Probably five or six. Oh, yeah, three, okay. I guess the extra point. Yeah. And he's going to keep the ball right up the middle. Yeah, statistically it doesn't go in there. Yeah. Quick little drive right up the middle out to about the 24-yard line. So that's a good solid gain of about six. Just right up the middle here for Carson McCarter. Pretty important down here if you're Palmer. I mean, you're down 12 nothing. You just had a turnover. Uh, you, you, it's third and medium. You don't want to give uh, Elm Creek any momentum and getting another score before half here. So it's pretty important down for the defense. Pretty quick moving half here as well as we're inside of four minutes. Third and a long four here for the Buffaloes. McCarter has Perez behind him, and he'll fake the handoff. McCarter will keep it. He's got enough for the first down. He's got midfield at the 40, at the 30. They go for the tackle at the 20. They don't make it. That is going to be a touchdown. Touchdown for the Elm Creek Buffaloes. Yeah, they're turning, uh, 56 yards. Turning this into a two-man game. We either give it to Perez and see if he can score, or we give it to McCarter and see what he can do. And, and finally, it's his turn to, to, to hit the seam and, he hit at full speed and just kind of outran everybody to the zone. So a 56-yard touchdown run 
as they collapsed on the running back, and McCarter just had just, they didn't have an angle on him, and he was quick enough to take it to the house, and now they'll try the kick here again. The holder is going to be McCarter. Claybaugh will put his foot into it at the 10-yard line. Snaps a little high, but McCarter is able to handle the kick. The kick is up high, but it is to the left. And they have failed on all three of their conversion attempts, but another five points bank touchdown. 56-yard run here for Carson McCarter. And the Elm Creek Buffaloes have an 18-0 lead over Palmer. With 3.34 to go in the second quarter, we're back after this. Ooh, that light lunch didn't cut it. And our dinner reservations aren't until when? Well, this is just embarrassing. Enough is enough. Stop the growl with Amigos' new quesadilla snackers. A mini quesadilla with chicken or ground beef, bacon bits, and Amigos Ranch. They're just the right size at just the right price. Don't deal with a grumbling stomach. Stop the growl for only $1.99 with new quesadilla snackers only at Amigos. Limited time only. Well, another long run here. For Elm Creek, they had a one-play drive after the bad snap uh, where they started that drive on the 10-yard line, but they got a 59 and a 56-yard touchdown run, one from Perez, the other one by Carson McCarter. So the big plays certainly favoring the Buffaloes here, but we talked about their speed advantage certainly opens up the opportunity for those big plays. Yeah, and I I think all three of their touchdowns have come after turnovers, so uh, that's uh, obviously playing a big factor in the game. So the kickoff here is going to be picked up at about the five-yard line, and they're just going to run right up the middle on that, and then bounce it to the outside here. Almost looked like a, a sweep play as coming up is uh, going to be Guzman. Had a couple of lead blockers, and he gets all the way out to about the 30-yard line. Yeah, pretty decent field position. There's still three and a half on the clock, so uh, if Palmer can uh, work the clock down and get into scoring range, uh, I'm sure that's their plan anyway. I know they gave a heavy dose of the running back last time. We'll see what they do here. I think Roy Guzman was the lead blocker there for um, Jesus, and Roy's got the uh, jet sweep run here. He stopped on that left side, cuts back to the right, and uh, he's going to gain about two yards on the play. That was well done there by the Elm Creek defense to keep that from having a seam there to the outside. You know, the Palmer's Jets look a little bit different than most most teams you would see. They're going to run the Jet and then turn it into a, like an ISO play. And they're going to run the option here, but uh, Reimers has to run for dear life as uh, that was disrupted by pretty good pressure coming right up the middle by, who was that? Was that Troy Brummels? Yeah, it was. Yep, number 21 again, Brummels there making the play from his linebacker position. Uh, the, the, the sprint options just have not been there uh, because – you're running a sprint play, and the other team's got more sprint than you do. Going to be third and about six here with uh, two and a half to go when they snap it. Looking to throw is going to be Reimers as the backfield's empty, and they'll set up a screen, and Guzman is going to be hit in the backfield. That one is actually going to lose about three yards. Diagnosing that there nicely was Xavier Perez, and then uh, they were able to get some help there on the tackle, and we're going to get a timeout. So Perez was able to lead the way on that one. And they're going to call a timeout here is Elm Creek to save time on the clock. It's going to be fourth and eight with 2.23 to go here in the second quarter. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians at Kearney. We'll be back with the uh, punt right after this. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches beyond the farm. We support mental health programs for Nebraskans and inform youth and consumers about agriculture. We're your neighbors. Through our partnership with 4-H and FFA, we bring people together to strengthen our community. 
We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, a passion for our land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. And welcome back again. All of our timeouts brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're there when you need us. So punting situation here for Palmer. And uh, waiting the ball about the two-yard line here is going to be Reimers. And a high snap. He gets it and has time to put his foot into it. And it is going to be picked up on that far side. And on the run with a stiff arm getting down that sideline is going to be Lane Gutswiller. And Gutswiller, nice little uh, return as he brings across midfield just across the other side of the 40-yard line. He caught that at full speed, and that's what you want to – if you catch one at full speed, you don't juke and jive, you just go. And that's uh, right down the sideline. He got about 15 or so yards on the return, if not more. And, you know, Elm Creek's in position here with uh, 2.14 on the clock to try and tack on another one. And they did uh, use one of their timeouts to preserve, preserve time for this very situation. But, you know – Obviously, in, in high school football, most drives take under two and a half minutes anyway. Yeah, one of the clock stops when you're uh, you know out of bounds or timeouts to get everything set up. That's scoring drives, that is. So 2.14 to go here, and they're short of midfield. They're going to say he went out of bounds at about the 38, and they're going to hand the ball off to Perez, and Perez I don't think is going to even get back in line of scrimmage. No, he's not. The Palmer Tigers were ready for it that time. Stringing it out and then cleaning it up here is going to be Gunner Reimers, and that'll be a loss of two here for Perez. Yeah, just uh, slicing in on the uh, defensive defensive line there. They, they've seen that play enough times, whether it is the give or the keep by the quarterback. Um, that might have been a keep situation by McCarter there. He might have had some room to run. So it'll be second and 12. We'll see how they set things up here. I would think you want to try to get the edge with either McCarter or Perez here. Second and 12 ball, just sort of the 35-yard line. And they'll go right up the middle. And there's nothing there. So Perez loses two on first down. Gets nothing here. And his two previous runs were 59 and 10 yards, both touchdowns. Yeah, the, the good job there again by the defensive line. It's uh, been kind of feast or famine for a Palmer on defense. It's either a two-yard gain or less or a three-yard gain or less, or they give up a big play for a score. Well, and right now... Elm Creek is uh, taking their time. In fact, they probably are going to call a timeout before they snap the football here as they are milking the clock, and the quarterback's not even in the huddle. As currently Coach Doolin and his quarterback, McCarter, are just uh, having a quick little chat, and Elm Creek's going to call the timeout. Again, the timeout is uh, brought to you by our good friends, at ENT Positions of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994, located where you need us, specializing in you. We'll take a quick 30-second break here. 18-0, Elm Creek with the lead. They have it third and 12 when we return right after this. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere? But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Well, let's see what Elm Creek has in mind here. They burned a couple of timeouts, one to have time for this drive, and now you're, you know, third and 12. You're kind of in that situation where 
you you just don't want to give them plenty of time to make something happen. Right. I think you call it you call a timeout because you obviously want to run the clock down, but you also you want to make sure everyone's on the same page when this play comes up. You might have the play you want to call, and you might have something really good in the trick bag here, but you want to make sure everyone's on the same page while also not giving Palmer any time if something goes awry. Yeah, don't want to make a mistake here. So third and 12, McCarter puts a man in motion. That's going to be Perez. And McCarter's going to roll out to his right. And he's still rolling, and he's going to go out of bounds. And he goes out of bounds. And, boy, you hear Coach Doolin, don't go out of bounds. Yeah, Because that's going to stop the clock. They lose a yard, and it stops the clock. It gives a free timeout here to Palmer. You know, you're, you're in a punting situation no matter what there, so uh, throw the ball and see what happens. Or, or, you know, you can't run out of bounds and save a timeout for Palmer. Uh, 40 seconds on the clock, you know, in high school football, that's plenty of time. So Palmer has all three of their timeouts left. And they will send back deep Jesus Guzman. And punting situation here for Xavier Perez. Perez gets a good snap, not much pressure. He'll kick it, and it's going to be up high. Guzman is going to pick it up at about the 18, and he may actually lose a yard on the return. Red had nowhere to go yeah, there. Just, both Blake Engenberger and Kobe Smith saw to that. Yeah, great coverage there by both of those gentlemen. Well, there's 34 seconds left, but you got to go, uh, you know, quite a ways here for Palmer. So, uh, you know, run run your normal offense. If you hit one on the first play, then you can start working, worrying about timeouts. But if not, I'm... I'm kind of gathering that they might go into the halftime here so we'll see what they get done first down is going to be important here is they're going to hand it off to guzman guzman gets almost to the 20 yard line that's going to be a gain of about three now it's still going to be up in the air to see what they decide to do here yeah the officials looking for the coaches to give a timeout the coach is already heading for the heading for the bus it looks like so that's going to do it that's going to be our final play here i believe there's still 12 seconds left and they're near the ball but (laughs) <laughs> when the coach the heads for the team. bus. <laughs> yeah, the football teams, uh, the, the folks on the sideline are already heading over. All right, they're not going to snap it. So Get that's going to be it for halftime. So we head to the locker rooms, well, or the buses, or wherever we can kind of warm up here a little bit. Cool night here in Elm Creek, but the offense has been warm enough here for the Buffaloes because they head to the locker room with an 18-0 lead here at halftime. We'll step away for a moment. When we come back, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this. Builders knows that you would rather spend time enjoying your home than constantly repairing it. That's why we offer only the highest quality products from the best known suppliers like Pella Windows and DeWalt Power Tools. We also know that price matters and that's why we back everything with a guaranteed price match. If you find the exact same item somewhere else, we'll match it. It's not a gimmick or a ploy, it's just our way of making sure our customers get the best products at the best prices. At Builders and Carney and Grand Island. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Whether it's a car accident, storm damage, or fire, 
When the unthinkable happens, it doesn't matter if you save money in 15 minutes. In this moment, it doesn't matter if your neighbor has the same insurance you do. In this moment, what matters is that Barney Insurance, your independent insurance agent, and the company that stands behind them have you covered. Auto Owners Insurance, the no problem people. Contact Barney Insurance. Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. Or log on to BarneyInsurance.net. And welcome back here to Elm Creek. We are at halftime where the Buffaloes have an 18 to nothing lead right now over the uh, Palmer Tigers. And this is our Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. Uh, let's get you some other scores from around the state here, as obviously everybody's in action tonight in Class D1. Top-seeded Cambridge with a 34-22 lead over Nebraska Christian at halftime. Also at the break, it is ninth-seeded West Holt with a 27-12 lead over Neely Oakdale. As we mentioned, Elm Creek 18-0 here over Palmer. Next up for them will be Burwell. They were 48-16 winners this afternoon over Hitchcock County. Second-seeded Fullerton with a 48-14 win over Morrill. And in the second quarter, it's Dundee County Stratton with a 12-6 lead over Hemingford. In the second quarter, the three-seed Arcadia Loop City, yeah, they got their hands full with Alma. As Arcadia Loop City, the Rebels have a 36-26 lead there in the second quarter. It's a final, Sutherland with a 32-16 win over North Central. In Class D2 today, uh, top-seeded Garden County, no problem with Blue Hill, 52-6. That is a final. A-seeded Overton had a barn burner with Chambers, Wheeler, Central, Ewing, but the Eagles pick up a 16-14 win over in Overton. Elsewhere, Elwood has a 70-13, excuse me, a 70-19 lead over Maxwell. Central Valley with a 36-12 win over Medicine Valley. That is a final there in the fourth quarter. And second-seeded Kennesaw with a 44-8 lead right now over Ensoma Myrna. In the second quarter, Pleasanton is leading Brady over on Power 99, 22-8 in the second quarter. At halftime, it's uh, Sandhills-Thedford being shut out by 14th-seeded Mullen. The Broncos have a 12-0 lead at halftime in Thedford. Elsewhere, Axtell and Twin Loop, uh, we do not have an update on that score as of uh, yet. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, and we gave you all the western bracket stuff, I guess we can take a look at the eastern bracket here as well. In Class D1, at halftime, Lutheran High East with a 36-28 lead over Lord Central Catholic at halftime. A final Osceola rolling against Elkhorn Valley, 72-12 to the final there. In the fourth quarter, Wisner Pilger is trailing Creighton, 26-16. to So the Gators at home trailing in that one. Bruning Davenport Shickley with a 28-14 lead over Guardian Angels Central Catholic that game in the fourth quarter. In the third, it's Cross County over Laurel Concord Coleridge, 46-14. East Butler being shut out by Elmwood Murdoch, 20-0. That game's in the second quarter. Southern is trailing at home against Tri-County, 14-6. That game's in the second quarter. Also in the eastern bracket, this in Class D2, it's Humphrey St. Francis, uh, right now leading Elgin Public, Pope John, 46 to nothing. That game is in the second. A final, Lawrence Nelson with a 48-24 win over Allen. Johnson Brock, 62-14 win over Wynot. That is the final. In the first quarter, Plainview 
eight to nothing over Randolph in the fourth quarter. It is Bloomfield with a 54 to nothing lead right now over Pender. That game's in the fourth quarter and just about over. Uh, Hardington Newcastle with a 16 to nothing lead over Meade in the second. It's a final as Fall City Sacred Heart eliminates Diller O'Dale 60 to six. That is a final. And Clarkson Lee with a 26 nothing lead over Riverside. That game in the second quarter, of course, all the 11-man action will be tomorrow, and uh, we'll have plenty of games for you on Platte River Radio tomorrow. So those are all your scores. Don't forget, we'll have a special edition of our scoreboard show brought to you by Ruts Heating and Air and Rivals Bar and Grill coming up after the uh, Pleasanton-Brady game, and Pleasanton leads that one 22-8, that game in the second quarter. Here we are at halftime. 18 to nothing, Elm Creek with the lead at home here over Palmer. And we'll check the numbers and stats when we return right after this timeout. Thanks to all our loyal customers, Gary Michaels Clothiers is celebrating 36 years of business. Buy any suit or sport coat and pants and receive a free dress shirt and tie, $100 value. 20% off all men's and ladies' outerwear. Buy three, get the fourth free on men's ties, dress shirts, belts, and socks. Stock up and save. Men's and ladies' clearance racks. Take an additional 20% off the lowest price. Stop by, shop, and celebrate our anniversary now through the end of the month. Downtown Hastings and Kearney, Gary Michaels Clothiers. About 90 years before the seeds for the trees that produce the lumber that they sell were even planted, Mead Lumber was born in Nebraska. So now when you have the seed of an idea for a new building project from concept to design, delivery to installation, Mead Lumber in Kearney has a team of professionals to assist you with every phase of your project and service that you'd expect from a neighbor. Stop by Mead Lumber at 1440 West 56th Street to get started. Log on to MeadLumber.com. Mead Lumber in Kearney proudly supports all area athletes. Anywhere fall activities take you, Friesen Ford has you covered. With a great selection of new and pre-owned cars, trucks, vans, SUVs, right on our lot. Friesen Ford has a selection to make it anywhere your fall activities take you. From marching band practices to high school football and volleyball games, their friendly sales team will work with you to find a car that fits your needs. And easy financing options are available. See the selection today at Friesen Ford, just off I-80 in Aurora, or online at FriesenFord.com for sales, service, parts. Trust your friendly Friesen Ford team. And welcome back to our Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. Let's take a look at uh, some statistics here for you. We'll begin first of all for Elm Creek, who has an 18 to nothing uh, lead here over Palmer. Karsten McCarter has carried the ball six times for 72 yards, and Xavier Perez has 15 carries for 124 yards. Again, McCarter has a 56-yard touchdown run. Perez has a 59 and a 10-yard touchdown run. Again, 124 yards for Perez, 72 yards for McCarter. So a grand total of 196 yards rushing here in the first half for Elm Creek. They did have one pass intercepted, two incompletes, so no passing yards so far here for the Buffaloes. Three turnovers for Palmer, and that does not count. The, uh, the snap over the uh, the punter's head that was picked up at the 10-yard line. So Palmer with some turnover problems. They got to get cleaned up. Rushing the ball, Ruger Reimers has carried the ball 10 times for 13 yards. Roy Guzman has eight carries for 23 yards. Jesus Guzman has 10 carries for 42 yards. So 18 rushing attempts for 78 yards here for Palmer in the first half. 
They also have 26 passing yards, as Ruger Reimers was two of four passing the football for another 26 yards. And so you're looking at uh, right at uh, 104 yards of total offense here for Palmer. And uh, our scoring wrap-up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Let's take a look at our scoring. It uh, was scoreless until near the midway point of the second quarter, but that's when Xavier Perez had that 59-yard touchdown run. That made it 6 to nothing. And then shortly after that, a three and out, and then the snap over the punter's head for Palmer gave Elm Creek the ball at the 10-yard line. So the next time Perez, after that 59-yard touchdown run, next time he touches the ball, he goes in from 10 yards out. That made it 12 to nothing, as both times the conversion was no good. And then with 3.34 to go in the the, uh, second quarter, it was uh, Carson McCarter rushing in from 56 yards out. And again, the... uh, Try for extra point was no good. It is 18 to nothing. Elm Creek with the lead here at halftime. We'll step away for a moment. We'll continue with more of our Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this. This is Bob from B&B Carpet and Donovan. So you've been thinking of new flooring but have no idea what you want or need. Let me introduce you to our family with over 50 years combined experience. Russ, Mandy, Donna, and my son Josh. Please come in to see us at B&B, and we will do our best to help you choose your new flooring. B&B Carpet and Donovan, where our customers say, that's where we always go. Transmission problems, sloppy or jerky shifting could be a serious hit to your pocketbook, or sometimes a simple repair is all that is needed. Maybe a solenoid or a small electronic part. Hi, this is Wayne with TBK Transmissions. We'll share some money-saving choices of whether to repair or replace your transmission. Two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, foreign or domestic. The only way is TBK. 2520, have any Q or online at tbktrans.com. TBK Transmissions, the only way is TBK. Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season. They have the latest performance data to help select the right corn products for each of your acres next year. Results start with industry-leading genetics, but it all comes down to conducting thousands of local on-farm trials to uncover more insights and maximize yields. When it's go time, work with your local Pioneer team to make the most of every acre with Pioneer brand corn products. Pioneer, with you from the word go. See Impact Seed. The Big Rack Shack is a one-stop shop for all your storage needs. Stop by their 15,000-square-foot showroom at 3210 Antelope Avenue in Kearney. From heavy-duty pallet racks to lightweight garage shelving, they have a wide variety of industrial-quality shelving that will last a lifetime. With the Midwest's largest selection of heavy-duty steel storage cabinets, workbenches, carts, vices, and more, you can find them on the web at BigRackShack.com or give them a call at 308-234-4464. Downey Drilling in Lexington is a proud supporter of all the area athletes. Downey Drilling designs and installs complete water well systems for all your water well needs. We drill wells for agriculture, municipal, commercial, domestic, residential, and geothermal loop fields. From the well drilling to the pump installation and service, Downey Drilling Incorporated is your complete water well provider that takes pride in providing outstanding service to all its customers. Online at DowneyDrilling.com. And welcome back here to Elm Creek as the Buffaloes 
up 18 to nothing. And, uh, well, uh, one thing about it, Palmer will get the ball first. They need to get something positive happening. Yeah, I think they're going to need to take their time and, and not not rush things. Uh, they passed the ball a few times. It felt like they're rushing their passing game. And even on some of their run plays, it seems like the quarterback's a little over-anxious to try and get the ball out of his hands. They, that's why they've had some issues on their mesh, a couple fumbles on the ground because of it, um, you know, and they've run into the running backs a couple times when he's supposed to run the ball. So there's just a, a couple of little things that the timing's just not off. Maybe that has something to do with the, the handling of the ball, how cold it is and whatnot. Um, but Elm Creek hasn't had any problems with that so far. But big possession for Palmer coming up to try and reestablish. They weren't getting big chunk plays, but they were getting three, four, five yards of play early on in the game. Well, we're starting to see also what, what Elm Creek wants to do. And we've seen the big plays. I mean, we talked about how they have the speed advantage. And we even before they started getting those 59 and 56-yard touchdown runs, we kind of talked about uh, how they just always seem to be just an eyelash away. Well, they were able to cash in on a couple of those eyelashes. Right, and I think that's probably something that Elm Creek is used to seeing all year is that, you know, we're we're always about uh, half a guy away from um, breaking it into a breaking it into the open field and letting our speed take over. So, uh, you know, a good job by Palmer defense early in the game, kind of holding Elm Creek down. But uh, just a little bit of wiggle room is all that Elm Creek needs to to get going again. So, um, it's been kind of feast or famine, like I said, for the Palmer defense against Elm Creek's offense. It's either a pretty decent play by their defense, and then next thing you know, they miss a tackle, and Elm Creek's off to the races. Well, the, the field, again, you've had a, several home games here. You had this you now your fifth home game of the year here for Elm Creek. Uh, it, it had snow the other day. It's cold out there. The footing it just is a little different than what it's kind of looked like all season long. Our field conditions brought to you by Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weegis and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans, Impact Ag Partners, and Pioneer Seed, science with service, delivering success. And with those changing field conditions, sometimes uh, you, you get somebody that just does get just like half man off because there's just that little slip or they can't quite plant that foot the way they want to. Yeah, and, and with the cold, uh, I, I guarantee you it's, it's always tougher to tackle when it's cold out because you, you feel it a lot more because you're trying to, to bring the pain, so to speak. So, you know, you get a little bit slower on defense when you're playing because you just don't react as quick, and the offense knows where they're going. So uh, if this was, would be a blizzard, the offense would have all of the opportunities because they know where they're going to run the pass routes and things like that. So... A little bit of bite in the air like it is tonight, and there's some. It's pretty. It's pretty nippy out. Is that you know the the offense has a, a, an advantage, and and speed beats speed. If you're fast, you beat slow every time. So that doesn't that doesn't determine the, what happens in the weather because you're still going to be faster than the other team. So uh, you know Elm Creek knows where they're going with the ball. Uh, they, they've done a good job of we're going to give it to Perez and let him wiggle through there, or uh, we're turning to McCarter get rolling. All right, we're going to step away for a moment. We'll be back with the second half kickoff as Elm Creek will kick to Palmer as the Buffaloes are up by 18. We're back after this. Welcome to Freddy's. How's it going, bud? My parents said we're going plant-based. I don't know what that means, but it doesn't sound good. Every once in a while, a kid needs a treat. A pumpkin pie concrete, please. You got it, sir. We understand. If you're going to be bad, it better be good. And no one satisfies your cravings better than Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers. The experience that puts a smile on your face and the taste that brings you back. For a limited time, try Freddy's Pumpkin Pie Concrete. Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, 1010 3rd Avenue, Kearney. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? 
with their online offer center powered by DNT Market Space. See Kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. At First Tier Bank, our roots go back to 1955. Our vision has always been to help our communities live better with great banking. First Tier Bank takes pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking, savings, loans, and online banking with bill pay. First Tier Bank measures its success by continued growth of our clients and communities. We are proud to support our high school athletes. All right, Elm Creek will kick it off here up 18 to nothing as uh, we're all set and ready to go again. The uh, coin toss won by Palmer. They deferred, and when that happens, you take the football. Otherwise, you're kicking off both halves. And so Elm Creek now will kick it off here. About to put his foot into it is going to be Gage Claybaugh. And it's going to be Reimers and Guzman back deep. And it's going to be a high kick, and that is going to sail into the end zone. That's going to be a touchback. As Ruger Reimers just tracks it down, we'll hand it to the official, and they'll set up shop here at the 15-yard line. And again, I think a big series. We talked about it at halftime. Big series here for both of these two teams. Yeah, uh, Palmer, it's, uh, you know, you're at the, the point of no return almost here. That uh, you st- You're still in the ballgame. It's not, it's not, the, the outcome has not been settled yet. But uh, if you go three and out and Elm Creek tacks one on, then we're in a danger zone. Yeah, now, you, now you're in a world of hurt. But as it is, it's first and ten from the 15. They'll put a man in motion, hand off here to Guzman as he came off from the wing. But, boy, there is nothing happening there as they gave the ball to Roy Guzman. And Roy gets back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be about it because uh, Xavier Perez and company was able to shut the door. You don't see many five, six, 160-pound DNs taking on big, uh, big blocks like that. But he's been making plays – from his DN, just as just as importantly as he's running the ball, he's making some great great plays on defense. Well, Reimers will check his uh, wristband here to see what to do on second and ten, and they will move one of the running backs out. They'll hand it off to Roy Guzman, and uh, Roy will gain maybe about one. And the Elm Creek defense is set to play here in the second half, as he was stood up initially by the defensive end, and then cleaning it up is uh, is is going to be uh, Perez, and Guzman gains maybe about one. Yeah, early timeout, and I think Perez is just unblockable at this point. Well, a uh, timeout being taken here by Palmer. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're there where you need us, specializing in you. 18 nothing still, and we'll take a quick timeout here by Palmer. We're back right after this. This sports broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Foster Family Foods in Elm Creek. Foster's is your full-service grocery store. Shop Foster's Family Foods for the finest meats, freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown, personal service. At Foster's Family Foods in Elm Creek, your satisfaction is always our number one goal. Foster's Family Foods, the little store that's big on you. Best of luck to all the area athletes. Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month brought to you by B&B Carpet and Donovan. Be sure to log on to PlatteRiverPreps.com. Nominate your favorite athlete for Athlete of the Month. One boy and one girl will be our winners and listed at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Brought to you by B&B Carpet. And our winner is Whitney Bauer of Elm Creek Volleyball. Here on third and long, pass by Palmer, and it's going to be complete out to the 30-yard line. 
Reimers was able to connect in stride here to Remington Gay, and Gay will bring the ball across the uh, 30-yard line out to about the 33. That's a gain of 17. Yeah, kind of a similar play to what they ran earlier in the game with the tight end running a, a long drag or across the, the formation. A nice wide-open completion there. Well, you mentioned it. I don't think Coach Glaus was happy with how his team came out. He's got to be happy with this, but the pass on that left side is going to be deflected. It's incomplete. Blake Engenberger on coverage here for Elm Creek, and it'll be second and ten. A little bit better ball on this play, and the uh, running back out into the flats would have been uh, gone to the races. So uh, good break there for the Buffaloes. So second and ten, and it does appear that uh, one of the things they talked about uh, during that timeout uh, is uh, let's throw the ball a little bit because two straight plays, and one had a lot more potential, but that one falls incomplete. And the other one was still a gain of 17 in first down. Here we've got it second and 10. They'll hand the ball off to Guzman, and Guzman is going to be hit in the backfield. Roy's got nowhere to go. He's going to be ridden out of bounds. And tying him up like a little uh, doggy there is going to be Blake Engenberger. That's going to be a loss of about three. Yeah, the side-to-side plays have not uh, generated a lot. The speed of Elm Creek is just eating those up, so... Yeah, and I don't think Coach Gloss was was happy after the first two plays of the second half, so uh, Palmer's trying to get a little little life involved in their offense. So third and about 13 and a half here. Reimer's looking to throw. Pocket starts to collapse, and they got him. They're going to pull him down. Hans Robbins gets in there, slows it up, and Perez will help clean it up. And so they're going to lose about another four or five yards here, and it's going to be fourth and 19. Perez is just so quick off the line that uh, – there's more blockers than there is uh, defensive linemen rushing, but uh, they can't get their hands on uh, uh, Elm Creek's D-lines right now. And Robbins, though, was pretty good. He was able to push his guy yep. right back into the quarterback. So that was a good team effort there. And so Reimers will be in punt formation. Not much pressure coming. It's a low line drive kick. It's going to hit about the 30-yard line, take a high hop, and picking it up is going to be Gutswiller. Gutswiller gets down that right sideline, and he is going to be pulled down. Good open field tackle there by Remington Gay. Uh, pretty fortunate there for Elm Creek that the ball bounced clear over his head because uh, any any bit lower, that would have hit him in the hands, or like high hands or yeah. a helmet. So it's pretty fortunate it went clear over his head there. So it'll be first and 10, and I'm surprised it, it had that high of a bounce. It was a low line drive kick. It must yeah. have hit just right to kind of go end over end and get a little flip on it. So first and 10 from about the 17-yard line. And you mentioned it, a three and out and a, a drive here by Elm Creek. Could be not exactly the knockout punch, but Rocky Balboa would be uh, up against the ropes, that's for sure. And Clever Lang did win the first fight. The first one. Just saying. So first and 10 from the 17. And calling it out is going to be McCarter. McCarter will hand it right up the middle here for Perez, and Perez gets back the line of scrimmage and no more. And that's going to be it. Turnover. And they're going to say that it came out of there. That's going to be a turnover. This is the break the Palmer's been waiting for all night. Turnover, 18-yard line, great field position. I didn't even see it come out. Must I didn't just, see it just come out they, Just as he got tackled, it must have just popped out. So the first turnover of the second half goes to Elm Creek. Well, it goes to Palmer. It's an Elm Creek turnover. And first and 10 from the 18. So there is a huge break here for the Palmer Tigers. We'll see what they can get done here on first and 10 after the uh, turnover in a crowd. Quarterback going to keep it, lead the blockers, follow the blockers right up the middle. He'll take it down to the 15-yard line, so Reimers will gain three. 
You know, this is, a, again, one of their plays with the quarterback, uh, with both running backs leading through the hole. Is, uh, they know they can get three yards, and they've gotten probably three yards or so every time they've run that play. So, uh, you know, you're down close to the score, and you might see that play two or three more times. So second and seven, you got to stay on schedule. You know, three yards will do it, and then have that fourth down play, and then you can come right back with that one. They're going to hand the ball off here for uh, – Guzman, and Guzman is going to get back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be it. Good line surge there for the Buffaloes, and leading the tackle this time is Engenberger. Also, as always, it seems, uh, Perez on that side. No gain on the play here for Jesus Guzman. Yeah, you would think you're running power plays at the smallest guy on the field, but it hasn't worked to uh, Palmer's benefits at all. He just got good technique there, doesn't he? So Reimers will call it out. Empty backfield. He's going to roll out to his right, throw it late, and he is going to miss the target. It's a bounce pass to Remington Gay, and it will set up now fourth down and a long seven. Yeah, Reimers just has not been comfortable throwing the ball at all tonight. They they have some completions and some good completions, but uh, for the most part, they just he seems rushed when he's back there, and that's a lot of it's the the D line of Elm Creek. So fourth and seven here after the turnover. We'll see if it's going to be a turnover on downs or whether or not Palmer's going to be able to move the sticks. And they snap the ball this time to Chet Wickman. And Wickman, at quarterback, will run the ball down to about the 10-yard line. So they change quarterbacks. Or, excuse me, Carson Reimers. I'm sorry, I looked at the wrong numbers here. Carson Reimers in at quarterback. I didn't see why they changed quarterbacks. But Carson will run the ball down to about the 10-yard line. That's going to be well short of the first down. Yeah, kind of an interesting that, uh, you know, on, on fourth down, you, you change your quarterback. Uh, you know, he's run, he's run the ball on the quarterback keep a couple times, but he hasn't, he hasn't thrown it yet. So when it's a passing down, then to go to him was uh, kind of a surprise. Yeah. Well, maybe there's an injury there we didn't see. As it is, it's a turnover on downs. So first and 10 here for McCarter and Elm Creek. They'll hand the ball off, and there's a little seam here for Perez. Perez has the sideline. He's got the 30. He's got it at the 20. He is going to be able to cruise in for the touchdown. 70 yards just right off that right side, down the sideline, and good night. Same uh, counter-action play that they've run all night long. Uh, The holes are getting a little bit bigger, though, each time he runs it. uh, it They were closed down early in the first quarter. By the second quarter, he was getting four or five yards. Now from the middle point of the second quarter on, uh, they've been wide open. So a 59-yard touchdown, a 10-yard touchdown, now a 70-yarder, 194 yards rushing here for Xavier Perez and another five-points-bank touchdown. So that is getting it done. All of our touchdowns brought to you by Five Points Bank and Carney, And they will try the extra point here again. With Gage Claybaugh, they've tried a two-pointer a few times. Here they'll try another kick. It is a high kick right up the middle, and it is going to hit the crossbar and be just short. It went up high, got up there so it wouldn't be blocked, but ends up being just a little bit short as it hits the uh, the crossbar, and our score remains 24 to nothing. A comfortable lead here for Elm Creek with 8.02 to go in the second quarter. We'll return to Elm Creek right after this. I remember vividly when I knew I was going to be a nurse. When I was eight years old, my grandmother died from cancer. And from that point on, I always said, I'm going to be a nurse someday, and I'm going to try and make a difference. 
My first job was on the oncology unit here at Mary Lanning. And uh, I worked in outpatient surgery, and then I also worked in cardiopulmonary, which is where I am today. I think the thing that I love most about being a nurse, we're in a unique position where we are with people during some of the happiest times of their lives, some of the scariest times, and some of the saddest times. And I just like being able to make a difference. So I can't imagine being anyplace else other than Mary Lanning. I'm Regina Anderson, RN, Manager of Cardiac Diagnostics and Cath Lab at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. Playball's kickoff is going to end up at about the 10-yard line, and bouncing down that right sideline is going to be the return man, and he runs right into the kicker as Claybaugh will pounce him out of bounds as uh, the ball carried there by Reimers. And we'll see what they do here at quarterback because they made the change at quarterback for the fourth down play. And Carson Reimers is out there. So don't know what happened to Ruger, but Carson Reimers is in at quarterback. Yeah, Ruger's standing over on the sideline right now. They might uh, give him a little breather. Not sure if there's an injury or not. Well, I mean, they lost Justin Kuda. They lost one of their top receivers to injury. And handoff here to Guzman. And Guzman, as he comes to the hole, is going to get erased. Flying through there is Chase Swartwood. That was a that that was the best hit of the night by far. That was a big time tackle wrap up and drive down there. So nowhere to run there at all for Jesus Guzman, who's uh, carried the ball three times for now four yards because that's a gain of only one. So second and nine. And again, Carson Reimers a little bit bigger than Ruger. We'll throw the ball on this left side, and it's going to be incomplete. Trying to connect to Jesus Guzman. Just run, trying to run a little swinger out there to the running back. Uh, you know, I think Palmer's just uh, kind of in a position right now where they're kind of grasping for plays where they know they can have some success with. Um, and it kind of it kind of hurts them that they're got a different quarterback in, um, you know, struggling to find something that he's going to be successful at. Well, they're going to look to throw the ball here. And Reimer's running around back there, and he's going to be sacked. Boy, they're smelling blood in the water here. As the uh, tackle going to be led there by Gage Claybaum. Swartwood was in there as well. And so they will sack the quarterback here, Carson Reimers. And it'll be fourth down here. And back into the game is going to be Ruger Reimers to be the punter. So he's... Now, if he's hurt, he's not hurt enough. He can't kick the football, and he will kick a low line drive kick. I don't know if anybody got a hand on it, but that ball only got about six feet off the ground, and it'll go out of bounds at about the 38-yard line. And Ruger Reimers is going to stay out there and play defense, it appears. So I don't think he's he's hurt. They just made the change of quarterback because they're not moving the football. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life with a location near you. Now, again, they lost their leading tackler, Justin Kuda, uh, to uh, to a shoulder injury. Had to go to the uh, doctor yesterday. He was kind of in and out all season here for Palmer. And now Elm Creek, already up 24-0, has the ball near midfield, first and 10 from the 37. And McCarter will call it out. 
And he'll take it out of his running back's hands. Bounce to the outside across midfield, down down to the 30-yard line. He's going to be pushed out of bounds at about the 25. So that's going to be a gain of about, well, we'll see exactly where they spot it. They're going to put it all the way down to the 25-yard line. So that'll be a gain of 18. Yeah, Elm Creek's got it rolling right now. Just kind of whatever play they want to call uh, run-wise, that uh, it seems to be working there for them. So, um, you know, I think they're... They, they do smell blood in the water. They want to tack on one more right now. Um, I mean, they, they feel a little urgency, a little playoff urgency at this point. The, the energy of the game is completely on Elm Creek's side. Presenting sponsors of our high school football playoffs include Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. First and 10 from the 25. As up by 24, Elm Creek trying to throw a little knockout punch here. They'll hand the ball right up the middle here to Perez. Perez will bring it down to about the 24. There's a Big clash of humanity there. Leading up the uh, block there is Kobe Smith, but, boy, he got stuffed in the inside there by Guzman, and there'll be a gain of only about one. Yeah, nice little uh, dive play. They, nothing working there, but that sometimes they'll set up the next play, you know. Jesus Guzman in there, so I think was 24, Remington Gay. He's got to stuff things up in the middle right there. So second and nine. McCarter will call it out. Long count here. And he'll hand the ball to Perez. Perez takes it right over top of the guard, and he'll be uh, having a uh, tackler at his waist, and he'll pull that uh, pile forward down to about the 20-yard line, so that'll be a gain of four. Kind of power football there for a kid that's about 160 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, it's a good job there. Uh, just, uh, I think he kind of bobbled the handoff a little bit, so it's a good job to, to get that back on the bounce uh, in his own hands and, and secure it. So 5.20 to go here, third quarter, 24-0. Elm Creek with the lead and the football as they have it inside the 20 at about the 19. They've got to get all the way down to the 15-yard line. Right on the 15 will get her done. McCarter calls it out. With Perez to his left, and uh, we got delay. We got a flag down, or do they get a timeout? They get the timeout. Timeout taken by Elm Creek just in the nick of time. Jace Doolin with an uncanny sense of timing here. Our timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. 5.02 to go, third quarter, 24 nothing Buffaloes. Third and four from the 19. We'll come back right after this. What if there were an easier way to make sense of farm data? A smarter way to make decisions? A better way to harness the power of precision agriculture. There is. Introducing Agellum by CHS. Agellum is a customizable farm planning and management platform that analyzes your farm's unique data, empowering better agronomic and economic decisions. Contact your CHS agronomist or yield point specialist to get started. Agellum. Activating data. Well, here in the Class D1 playoffs, top-seeded Cambridge, 48-22 over Nebraska Christian. That game's in the fourth. In the third, Neely Oakdale over West Holt. Excuse me, West Holt, 27-24, to uh, 24, the lead over Neely Oakdale. That game is also in the third quarter. Of course, Burwell, 48-16 winners earlier. They wait the winner of this game. 5.02 to go here, third and four. McCarter in that pistol. A little bit of movement up front. There is a flag down, and I think that's going to be a five-yard penalty here on Palmer. Yeah, good job out of the timeout. Coach Doolin said, you know, we Let's we want to get count. this the, yeah. the easy way. So they get the hard count. They get the five yards. Now you do the hard count, you get the easy five-yard gain. And that will move the sticks on third and about four. So that will move them 
all the way down to the 15-yard line. Elm Creek doing a lot of little things right. They've had a couple of turnovers, but I think more of the big mistakes have come from Palmer. Hand off right up the middle, and then Xavier Perez is going to be tripped up just as he gets the line of scrimmage there by uh, Miklo Ortiz, and they'll gain maybe one. Yeah, it's still running that uh, the read option type of look there. Um, just kind of riding that running back until the quarterback decides to, to pull it or give it. And uh, Right there, uh, the defensive line did a nice job of slicing through and making the play there. Well, right now you can't just milk the clock if you're Elm Creek. Get a touchdown, that can change. Right. No, they're still playing offense here. They're just playing at a little bit different pace right now than what they were earlier. So second and nine from the 14. And again, handoff right up the middle. No, they take it out of the belly, and the quarterback keeps it. He'll bounce to the outside, finds a little seam. It hit at the five-yard line, and it'll be down to about the two. Great ball fake there on the, uh, the read option. And put that ball on his hip. Made the radio guy not see where the ball went. Well, it was tough to it was tough to tell because Perez was still running free five yards down the field on on the the give look. So for the quarterback to pull it, he must have obviously saw what he liked there to pull it and get about uh, 10, 12 yards. Yeah, end up with a gain of 12, and it's going to be first and goal from the two yard line. So nice little play there by McCarter, and again, just so quick with the football. And he will take the snap here out of the pistol. As a lead blocker, Erickson on that right side. McCarter will uh, hand the ball off, and right up the middle is Perez. Perez will follow Erickson into the end zone for a two-yard touchdown. Run that uh, dive option look. Uh, quarterback give or keep. Gives it there. Nice, easy touchdown. Perez didn't have any, uh, any resistance in front of him on that one. Well, that's his fourth touchdown of the night. That's getting her done. So Perez on the season now with 16 touchdowns. One-fourth of them came tonight. I'd say it's a pretty good playoff night for him. That's, that's, that's getting her done. Well, let's see if we can get a conversion here. It's one thing that hasn't happened here for the Buffaloes is Claybaugh will put his foot into it. The kick this time, that one he drills right through the middle. Last one was short by about a half yard because it hit the uh, bottom crossbar there. He pounds that one through, and it's 31 to nothing. Elm Creek with the lead here at home over Palmer. After the five-point spank touchdown, again, by Xavier Perez. We'll step away for a moment. We'll be back with the kickoff right after this. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas, and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines, and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Well, I think Gage Claybaugh was not happy with hitting that crossbar. He was not going to risk uh, being short on the next kick as he uh, beat that one into the night. You know, he's a he's a toe-punch kicker, uh, not not soccer style, and his kickoffs have been pretty decent, so I, the one for three or one for four night of the extra points probably isn't sitting well with him. Yeah, well, kickoff here will be picked up at about the 12-yard line by Guzman. Guzman has a little seam, will bounce it to the outside, come back inside a little bit, be just short of the 30-yard line. Good job staying in the lanes there for Elm Creek because he never really got the sense that he was going to be able to return that. They had some guys back there, but uh, uh, not a bad return, just kind of dancing around his Guzman. And that was Roy, by the way, on the return. So he'll be picked up here at first and 10 at the 28. 
you know, when you're a toe punch kicker, you can just kick it harder. When you're a soccer style kicker and you kick it harder, you don't know where it's going. But if you're having troubles, just toe punch the heck out of it. And Reimers, Carson, that quarterback, is going to throw the ball deep, and he's got a man. It's caught at the 20-yard line, and he's going to be down to the one. Tackle on the play there at the last moment by Carson McCarter. But a good job of throwing that ball deep, and I believe that is I believe Remington Gay. Tight end. Yeah, Remington Gay. Looks like yeah. the tight end just on a, just on a go route. Uh, something they've been missing all night is a little downfield action like that. So that was a great ball. Great catch, too, over the shoulder. So a gain of 50 on the play, and they're down to the one-yard line. So Gay caught one for 17 and now 50 yards. And the quarterback keeper, as Carson Reimers, will try to get into the end zone for the touchdown, and he is going to be just short. So they, they change quarterbacks here. They go from Ruger Reimers to uh, Carson and they can't get the uh, touchdown on the uh, quarterback sneak here. Clock moving. That's not good news here for Palmer. Gonna flip the formation, unbalanced to the right. Carson, three or four passing coming into the night. And here they're going to hand the ball off to Guzman. And Guzman off that right side. He's going to get in there for the touchdown. So Palmer on the board here with 2.44 to go, a five-points bank touchdown by Guzman. So Jesus gets the gain of two, gets the touchdown. And conversions here can be a bit of a factor. Carson looking to throw the ball, throws it over the middle, and it's caught, but he's going to be driven back, and that's going to be short. They did make the connection with Remington Gay on the uh, pass completion on the two-point conversion. But the tackle made there in space by Gage Claybaugh, and they don't get the conversion. So 31 to 6 our score after the five points bank touchdown by, by Jesus Guzman. And now the kickoff coming up here from Palmer when we return to Elm Creek right after this. About 90 years before the seeds for the trees that produce the lumber that they sell were even planted, Mead Lumber was born in Nebraska. So now when you have the seed of an idea for a new building project from concept to design, delivery to installation, Mead Lumber in Kearney has a team of professionals to assist you with every phase of your project and service that you'd expect from a neighbor. Stop by Mead Lumber at 1440 West 56th Street to get started. Log on to MeadLumber.com. Mead Lumber in Kearney proudly supports all area athletes. So 2.44 to go here, third quarter. The change at quarterback, and then we said it probably not an injury. Could be a throwing shoulder. Could be an issue maybe with a hand or something like that. But Ruger Reimer is not playing quarterback. And uh, coming into the game, only throwing four passes all season is Carson Reimers. And Carson Reimers has the big strike to Remington for the uh, 50-yard gain here. And we'll see what they do on the kickoff. And it's just going to be a high kick and... They're just going to let that go in the end zone. Watching it sail over his head is a Xavier Perez. So it'll be first and 10, Elm Creek here from the 15-yard line. You know, uh, Palmer's had some troubles, obviously, stopping uh, Elm Creek on, on, on the game so far offensively. But, you know, that, that two-point conversion there is kind of a big deal because uh, you turn it into a three-score game. And an eight-man, three scores is a blink of an eye sometimes. So it's still a four-score game. So... That was kind of a, a big uh, extra point conversion there for the Elm Creek defense. Yeah, even if they get some twos, and you're right, they, they would need four scores here to take the lead. So 2.44 to go, 31-6. to six. 
Matt's pretty good for a guy from Cambridge. Just saying. Hurtful, but true. McCarter going to hand the ball off, and uh, they're going to fight forward, and good effort there by Perez, and Perez, they're going to throw some flags here at the end of that as there was a little extracurricular at the end of the tackle. Yeah, look, the Perez did fumble that ball late, but he gathered in just as he pulled it back in and looked like uh, a Palmer guy kind of jumped on the pile a little late there. Um, it was close. It was close. It was a hustle jumping. play, but uh, it was still late. Well, I think you're so desperate that you're just – you're hoping for something positive. They're calling this after the ball. Personal foul. That'll be a 15-yard penalty after they gain about three yards on the play. So that'll be enough for a first down here for Elm Creek. I think the call's right, but it's also it's also unfortunate. Yeah, you, know, you can be right and unfortunate. You know what I mean? He 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 wasn't malicious. No, but it was late, uh, and he saw the ball. He dove for it, but he. he he was too far away to make that play. Yeah, he was a little optimistic. You're right, not malicious. So first and 10 from the 31 here for Elm Creek. They're just short of midfield. Looks like they have a different running back in the game after that hit. So yeah, they're, they're, they're currently uh, attending here to uh, trying to rub out a hand or a, a cold spot here, and they'll hand the ball off to Gutswiller, and Gutswiller bounces to the outside, cuts back to the inside, makes a man miss at the 20. He's at the 10, the 5, touchdown, 47 yards. That was kind of out of left field. He hasn't played running back at all tonight, and he took off like a shot there. And a great move at about the 15-yard line to, to cut back in. The guy had him, had him dead to rights on the angle. Great cutback for the score. So Gutswiller with a nice little run there, and I misspoke. That was actually 49 yards as they were at the 31-yard line. So 49 yards for Gutswiller, his fifth touchdown rushing of the season as he has a nice little seam to the outside, and, boy, that cutback got a defender completely out of his shoes, and now the lead back out to 31. They'll try to make it 32 here as Claybaugh will come in to kick the extra point after the five-points bank touchdown. Good snap, but... I think they got a hand on the uh, the kick there, as it is going to be no good. Partially blocked, and so the score remains 37-6, a 31-point lead for Elm Creek at home with 2.14 to go here in the third quarter. We're back after this. Builders knows that you would rather spend time enjoying your home than constantly repairing it. That's why we offer only the highest quality products from the best known suppliers like Pella Windows and DeWalt Power Tools. We also know that price matters and that's why we back everything with a guaranteed price match. If you find the exact same item somewhere else, we'll match it. It's not a gimmick or a ploy, it's just our way of making sure our customers get the best products at the best prices. At Builders and Carney in Grand Island. So Gutzweiler, 49-yard run, the first time he touches the football here tonight and uh, adds on to a lead here for Elm Creek, 37-6, to 2.14 to go here in the third quarter. So, you know, you, you, you're in control here if you're Elm Creek and you just want to kind of stand on the throat a little bit. The ball is going to hit at about the uh, 17-yard line and trying to find a little run room to run here is going to be Reimers, and Reimers takes it down that sideline. He's going to be thrown across the 35-yard line down to about the 30. And again, it looked like a student body left. He had about three lead blockers out there, including Jesus Guzman. And Reimers just down that sideline is going to be uh, 
across midfield. It'll be first and 10 from about the 31. Yeah, I think uh, that was a great example there of the, the difference in team speed between the, t- between the two teams because uh, he, he, was, he was out in the clear, and he had a chance. Uh, if he would have had some of, like, Gutzweiler's speed or a Perez's speed, he was gone there. So um, just a big difference in, in the overall speed of each team uh, so far. So, again, at quarterback is going to be Carson Reimers. And Carson with a long, uh, short snap, pump fakes. Now he's going to run with the football, puts his head down, has enough for a gain of about five to seven yards. Made one man miss with a little pump fake in that backfield, but Dylan Carr with pretty good pressure there and uh, forced uh, Reimers to run for dear life. And turns out all right for him as the gain's about seven. You know, I don't know if that was the thinking behind putting him at quarterback is that he does have a little bit of uh, – put his head down and gain positive yards even if the play is not happening for him. So second and three. He bounces around. Now he's going to run, and he is not going to make it back to the line of scrimmage this time. Coming up from the bottom of that pile, leading the tackle is Hans Robbins. So Robbins with a sack, and that's going to be a loss of about three. As soon as I say that's why they put him in the game, of course he gets sacked. So, but Well, he's looking deep, and he's got a little yeah. bit more size. But again, he's only thrown four passes coming into action here tonight, coming in. So third and a solid five here. This will be four down territory, and you're down by 31. They're going to run the option, and keeping it here is going to be Reimers, and Reimers will slide over the top of one would-be tackler, brings it down to about the 18-yard line, so that's a gain of eight, and they'll move the sticks. Well, you know, I think with uh, Reimers not throwing so many passes this year, the short little, you know, accurate passes that you might think are easy to do, those are sometimes the tougher ones. It's, it's a lot easier to rear back and throw a deep ball sometimes, so... I'm sure that's kind of what they're thinking here. So Reimers, Carson with pressure coming, and he's able to elude one tackler. He throws it, and it will be incomplete. He's out of the tackle box, and he threw it past the line of scrimmage, and now they're going to throw a flag. And that's going to be – there wasn't a a receiver in the area. So it checks all the boxes for college and pro football, but it doesn't check all the boxes for high school football. You need to have somebody in the area, and there was not. Yeah, it's tough for uh, it's tough for kids to watch that happen every Saturday and Sunday, and then not be able to do it on their own on Fridays. So um, there there wasn't anybody close there, so no. that's they had to throw that call. But you have to. But I've said this before: when this gets called, we're trying to protect kids from injuries. Why do you let the college quarterback and the pro quarterback do it? You do it to protect those guys from injuries. Why don't we extend that to yep. the 15,000 high school quarterbacks are playing on Friday nights. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that that's too far out of the future either from uh, the, the federal, the federation standpoint. So that was uh, going to be an intentional grounding. That's a spot foul and a loss of uh, down. So it'll be second and a whole lot. They've got to get uh, about to the nine yard line, and they're backed up to the 34, so that's 25 yards. That's a quality Rep Valley education right there. So, second and 25 here. Reimer's little pump fake bounces, bounces, has time to throw. Kind of a wobbly pass in traffic, and it's nearly intercepted as Gutswaller almost comes up with the football there, and the offensive player has to play defensive back. And the ball is knocked out of the hands by Remington Gay. Yeah, again, just throw the deep ball. Uh, sometimes that's easier just to, to, there's a spot, go throw the ball there, and hopefully your receiver can run to it. So third and a whole bunch. 
Third and about 25 here. Pressure coming. Reimers steps up, and he'll throw it. Has a man open in the middle, and it's going to be complete. Down to about the 15-yard line. Coming back for the ball here is Carson Mings. And Mings will make the catch, and he'll take it down to about the 15-yard line. Yeah, well, so, Reimers yeah. knew he had to throw it, so he, he could have run and maybe got five or six, but he knew he had to throw and get some yards. So makes it a very manageable, you know, fourth and seven. Um, you know, looks like they're going to wait till the fourth quarter to play this one, though, so they can talk about what they want to do on fourth and seven. Well, obviously a key play here. You, you want to save time, but most important thing is moving the sticks here. Fourth and seven from the 15 for Palmer who trails on the scoreboard 37-6. to We'll have the first play in the fourth quarter when we return right after this. There's just one place where students are students first, and athletics are played with purpose and perspective. That place is your local high school. High school sports offer more than the joy of competition. Studies show that student-athletes in Nebraska are also likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in other areas of their lives, including academics. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Nebraska School Activities Association and the Nebraska State Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Well, Burwell will be hitting the road. It'll either be coming here to Elm Creek or Palmer, but right now it looks like uh, it'll be Elm Creek. Fourth and seven. Carson Reimers looks to throw. Pressure coming. Drops the football. It's going to be fell on at the 20-yard line, but that's going to be a loss on the play. That'll be a strip sack here for Elm Creek and a turnover on downs. As doesn't matter who comes up with the football. The Buffaloes are going to have it here first and ten. Uh, just uh, another example of uh, Elm Creek's D-line. Every time Palmer's gone back to pass, not every time, but most of the time Palmer's gone back to pass, that they have just not had a chance uh, to get any rhythm back there because uh, you know Elm Creek's D-line is uh, pushing the offensive line back into the quarterback's lap. Well, some things don't change. Burwell and Elm Creek getting together in the state football playoffs, it would appear. Something funny would have to happen here as Elm Creek has a... 37-6 to lead, and they've got the football here with 11.52 to go in the fourth quarter. McCarter calls it out, and he'll hand the ball up right up the middle, and this is really about the first time we've seen a running back slip on that uh, cold surface there, but Xavier Perez uh, falls down and uh, doesn't really get much uh, much going there. No, check that. It was Gutsweiler as he got uh, back to the line of scrimmage, and that's about it. Yeah, Perez, they've taken his helmet. Yeah, I think he's... Uh, oh, he's holding he's it. He's holding it, but I think he's had a good game, so... Yeah. Yeah, Coach Gideon up at Burwell and Coach Doolin down here at Elm Creek, they've met in the playoffs probably four or five. This probably be their fifth time if Elm Creek holds, so, uh, you know, well accustomed to knowing each other as well as them playing in the regular season so many times, so... Yeah, Gutsweiler, first carry, 49 yards, none on this one. That's going to hurt the average. What are you saying, Perez? It's cold out there. Wear your hat. McCarter calls it out, and is that delay a game? I think they wanted to milk the clock. And it does appear that this is going to be, he's looking over there. Is that, oh, legal substitution. 
So they had an illegal substitution. I yep. must have missed the guy running in late there. Yeah. Well, you don't want to do that because that backs you up, keeps the clock stopped. Now they kind wind of the old uh, minutes. Yeah, kind of like the Bill Belichick. Uh, even though it's a penalty on you, you still get to run the clock on that one. So we'll call out the signal here. McCarter gives the ball to his running back and bouncing out. It's going to be Gutsweiler, and Gutsweiler a stride away. Got knocked out of bounds by Reimers. Nearly kept that foot in bounds. You see that one foot that landed out of bounds by about six inches. He cut off of that foot back into the field of play. So he was just an eyelash away from having that be a big gain. As it is, it's a gain of 17, and that'll move the sticks as they're out to the 34-yard line. You know, we've talked about Perez and, uh, you know, all night with the speed, and McCarter's pretty quick himself, yeah. but uh, Gutsweiler looks like he has a different gear right now. Well, again, he's got fresh legs, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's got the ball first and 10 from the 34-yard line. Gutsweiler behind McCarter here. McCarter gives it to Gutsweiler. Runs right up the middle. Uh, actually, that was Kobe Smith, and Smith is pushing the pile forward. He'll take the ball across midfield near the 35-yard line, and he's got enough for a first down. Yeah, Elm Creek's spreading the wealth now a little bit, make sure everybody gets a, a little bit of action in a playoff game, gets used to carrying the ball in cold weather. Um, you know, it looks like Perez is probably not going to carry the ball anymore, but they've got plenty of other guys that are capable of toting the rock. Well, Perez has carried the ball over 100 times on the season now. McCarter's carried it over 100 times. Gutsweiler here is now up to carry number 35 on the season. And why not? A 49-yarder yeah. and a 17-yarder. <laughs> Looks great. Was a thing of beauty. So first and 10, just short of the 35-yard line. They're in Tiger territory here. And we got another whistle as we also have a change at quarterback. And it's Smith who's uh, going to play quarterback, and that's a delay of game penalty. And I'll tell you what, he missed uh, snapping that ball perfectly by about a second. He was about maybe a second late. Well, I'm Creek uh, trying to sub some different guys in and, uh, you know, give, give your uh, big guns a rest because you know you're going to need them next Wednesday. Uh, but, you know, it kind of interrupts the flow of the game and, uh, and, and slows things down and puts your offense in a little bit of a hole here, making it a first and 15. So Kobe Smith is playing quarterback at the moment. Clock moving here with 9.42 to go. And Elm Creek will move on in the playoffs. Low snap. And keeping it is going to be Smith. And Smith gets down the sideline, puts his head down, brings it across the 30. Where are they going to mark him? Right at the 30-yard line. And so that's going to set up now a third and about five. Nice gain of 10. Yep, good play there at uh... Similar to, you know, the offense doesn't change just because you've changed guys into the game. So uh, a similar play to what we've seen earlier in the night. So McCarter in on the conversation with Smith and the play that Smith is running in. Sure, Coach Doolin will keep telling the guys that week, you know, we got to milk the clock. We can't do that if we keep running out of bounds. Smith, that quarterback. Here on second and five, gives it to Gutsweiler. Gutsweiler stays in bounds, cuts in. There's a flag down, has enough for the first down if they get to keep this play. But gain of eight or nine, 
but when and where that flag's thrown is looks like invariably a, a hold. Yeah, it looks like a hold uh, on the perimeter there, which is why Gutzweiler got the yards that he did. Pretty clean game, though, tonight. Yeah, uh, it has been. We not have... very many flags until no. this. This There's three here on this series on Elm Creek, but uh, I don't I remember too many others. No, there hasn't been. It's been pretty, played pretty clean. We've had some turnovers on both squads. Uh, three turnovers in the first half for Palmer. Four total for Palmer. And, again, they had that errant snap, uh, yep. you know, turnover on downs because he snapped it over the punter's head. He had to fall on at the 10-yard line. Technically not a turnover, but that's worse than most turnovers. Yeah. That led directly to a touchdown, one play later. I think the 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 other turnovers, you know, uh, it was just like a third down, Elm Creek scores, a third down, Elm Creek scores, two or three plays after a turnover. So the, the turnovers were pretty key in the first half. Second and 16. Gutzweiler has the edge, has it at the 40. Will cut back in at the 30-yard line, puts his head down, and will drag Reimers out to the 21-yard line. That's going to be a gain of 18 and enough for a first down. Great run in there by Gutzweiler. I think he might have been able to get a few more yards had he stayed outside, but I think he also kind of realized I want to stay. I don't want to go out of bounds. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, and it's good it's, situational football. There. It's pretty difficult to cut back inside when you're running full speed like that. And that's a couple times we've seen that out of him. So, uh, good job by him. He can plant that foot pretty well. You know, I mean, again, he's he's pretty good running back. His average, he averages about five yards a carry. And the snap to Smith. Smith is going to keep it after taking it out of the running back's stomach, and he'll bring it out to the 15-yard line, and there is a late flag. Well, a little looked like a uh, Elm Creek and a Palmer guy getting a little curmuffin out here, and uh, not sure who they're going to call it on yet. Well, based on the body language of the Elm Creek player that's uh, talking to his coach, he feels wronged, and I don't know if he feels wrong because he's being flagged or because he was the one that was... Being picked on. Being, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the penalty's at. In any event, he calms down and goes back out there. Personal foul, and that is going to be on Elm Creek. That is during the play... So the good news is, you know, if there's good news on a 15-yard penalty, you'll get the down over again. And it should be from the spot, I would assume, about the 20-yard line. And not the end of the play. Yeah, they're coming over to mark it from about the 21. It's going to be about, you know, a 20, 22-yard difference when it's all said and done here. When you take away the positive gain. and Yeah, they didn't put the hand up, so that's not, uh, not after the play. So the ball will go out to about the 37. And so this will be about first and 26. Coach Doolin's getting the explanation. It looks like the, the ref has given uh, the Coach Doolin the explanation that the Elm Creek guy was pushing the guy back down to the ground after he was trying to get up. And again, we, we don't want to point out any kids or throw them under the bus or whatever, but the young man who had the penalty flag thrown against him is currently not in the game. They're having a conversation with the head coach. So first and 26 here. Calling it out is going to be Kobe Smith. Smith will keep it himself, run off to the left side, and he'll be twisted around and gain maybe about one yard. 
trying to get a lot of motion going to the right side, but staying home and making the tackle there is going to be uh, Chet Wickman. And that'll be a gain of about one here for Kobe Smith. Yeah, good job uh, pursuing there from his D-tackle position. Uh, you know, I think uh, the snaps have been a little bit different uh, getting back to the quarterback uh, as what they were with McCarter back there. Uh, they might have a new center in the game. just seems like they're floating a little bit, and it's taking a little longer for the plays to develop. Or maybe Smith is standing a half yard back further than what uh, McCarter does normally. Or cold hands, yep. harder to grip the football. And that just kind of adds on as well here. Low snap. And Gutzweiler has to cut back to the inside. You talk about his ability to cut back, and he cuts back and will gain about uh, two yards on the play as there wasn't anything to the outside. That's a good read there, but there just wasn't a whole lot on the play here for Gutzweiler. Yeah, kind of an interesting uh, third down call here. You know, you want the clock to run. Uh, you got the backup quarterback in, so you're probably not going to throw it, but that also kind of tells Palmer what's probably coming to. So, uh, you know, you're probably going to, Stay with your base plays here and try and pick up six, seven yards and make it uh, maybe a doable fourth down. Well, I think the key thing here for Elm Creek is just don't do anything. Hurt yourself. Milk the clock as much as possible. 6.40 to go when they come up to the line. They'll put a man in motion, and uh, they're going to give it to him on the jet sweep. Cutting back to the inside here is going to be Trey Miner. Miner will gain a couple of yards, and that's going to be it. Good job there by Palmer to force Miner to cut back in. And that will gain Trey Miner about three yards on the play, and that's going to be it. About fourth and 17, 18 yards here. So Coach Doolin's kind of discussing with his backup quarterback, hey, here's here's what we got. If we're going to throw it, you throw it to this guy here, or you don't let the ball go to the other team. I do not believe the ball is going in the air. I do not believe it. We'll see. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be a terrible call. They are emptying the backfield. They got two wideouts to the left. Yeah. That's why he's going to cross the formation. There's a flag down. And uh, he's going to dance around. And quarterback's going to gain a couple of yards here. And we'll see whether or not. Looked to me like maybe we had a little bit of extra motion here. Yeah. I don't know if everybody was set right yeah. before the play started, before the guy went in motion. Yeah. Double illegal shift. So they're going to decline that as Palmer. And so it will be first and 10 here as they only gained a couple of yards. But you know, you didn't hurt yourself. You milked a little clock. Yeah, you had the 15-yard penalty, and that cost you. Looks like Palmer's put uh, some of their skill backup guys in as well. And here comes uh, the second-team defense for uh, the Buffaloes. So again, Palmer... Has played well this year. Three and five coming in. They'll end up three and six. Low snap. Hand off to the tailback. and Dancing through there, trying to make something happen here is going to be Cade Casperson. And the 125-pound junior is going to have a nice little gain of about nine. So Casperson, his 12th carry of the year, gain of nine. It'll be second and one. And quarterback is Reimers. And they'll give it to Casperson again. Casperson brings it across midfield. And he's going to gain about five before he's going to be pulled down and put to the turf here by Shea Hubbard. A little indecision on the run, but once he made up his mind, he drug a couple guys, got some good positive yards there. Pick up first down. Nice to see a freshman come in there and make a nice little tackle like that. They're across midfield. 
We have less than five minutes to play here. 37 to 6. Elm Creek poised to move on in the state D1 playoffs. Reimer's going to hand it off and not going down, but getting stood up and then pushed back is uh, going to be their running back that uh, runs behind those shoulder pads. Number 33, Grant Nielsen. And as a freshman, he showed a little bit of moxie there, even though he lost two yards. Yeah, great pursuit there by the, the young bucks for uh, Elm Creek there. Uh, first guy didn't get him down, but the second, third guys, they were all there and doing a great pursuit as a team defense. Brighton Walls got part of that tackle as well. Handoff coming across there is going to be Remington Gay. Gay from his running back position. He played tight end most of the night. He's going to end up gaining about seven yards. I'll get the senior uh, carry on the, on the day. Nice gain of about seven, but again, they lost a couple of yards on that first down play, so it's going to be third and about six here by the time they all unstack it. Inside of four minutes to go in the game, 37-6. Elm Creek with the lead. And Carson Reimers will just pitch the ball out and a little student body right here for Remington Gay. Gay across the numbers at the 30, and they're going to pull him down out of bounds. Throwing him out of bounds there is going to be Carter Erickson. As the freshman makes the tackle, and Remington Gay, I think, came down on the football, and he is not getting up right now. I don't think this is going to be a serious injury, but he is down on the field right now. And our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back to the game of life with a location near you. It does give us the chance to uh, say thanks to our presenting sponsors of our state football playoffs, including Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings, and in Sutton. And yeah, he just came down on the football and he's walking across the, the field here. That football in this cold weather is as hard as a rock. At least it feels like it anyway. So first and 10, don't forget we'll have a abbreviated uh, scoreboard show brought to you by Ruts Heating and Air and Rivals Bar and Grill tonight over on Power 99. And at last report, Pleasanton is leading Brady 44-20 to there in the fourth quarter. So it appears the Bulldogs going to be moving on. Overton moved on earlier today. And Elm Creek will as well here with a 37-6 lead. Reimers calls out the snap. He's looking to throw the football. Carson bounces. We'll throw it over the middle. And he had a man, but it got tipped. Great timing to tip it away to make it incomplete by Nate Gilming. Looked like that might be a touchdown. But Gilming just got a little bit of the tip on that. And it falls incomplete. Yeah, they had a couple guys wide open there. One a uh, little bit intermediate towards the sideline, but he took the shot downfield, and he had it just a little bit underthrown where it got tipped. Um, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, next week, Burwell coming in here, uh, you know, the defending state runner-up. Reimers throws it out to the left side. Pass is going to be complete. Tackle there by Carter Erickson. That'll be a gain of about 11 on the play. And the pass is uh, complete out there to Grant Nielsen. Nice little uh, out route there. Uh, Nielsen did a nice job uh, catching the ball. Good tackle, though. Catch the ball, and he went right down. So the backups for Elm Creek trying to prevent a score. You know, it's always kind of important for the older kids to cheer on the younger kids and keep keep the momentum of the game going. So time to throw here for Reimers. Reimers shifts to the right side. Pass going to be tipped away again by Nate Gilming. So the sophomore breaks up a couple of passes, both of which could have been touchdowns yeah. if he wasn't there. He, he might have had a chance. Uh, if he could have got his left hand up, he might have been able to pick that one off, but uh, got a good swat with his right hand on that one. 
So Carson Reimers has actually come in and played pretty well at the quarterback position. You know, at this point, uh, you know, he's a junior, so you're getting a little kind of working with some kids you're going to be working with next year and getting everybody a chance to play some playoff football. Be interested to see what they do there because Ruger's also a junior. Carson drops back the throw, throws on this left side, trying to set up a screen, and that's just playing flat-out drop. I think he had it set up pretty well, but uh, Jonathan Ruvlakaba was not able to reel that one in, and Ruvlakaba just kind of chaps his uh, chest there and says, that's my bad. I'm glad you said that, not me. What, my bad? (laughs) (laughs) 3.14 to go here, fourth quarter. 31-point advantage here for Elm Creek. 37-6 is our score. On third and 10, they'll put a man across in motion, run a little counter, and coming across there is going to be Grant Nielsen. Nielsen with a nice little surge right up the middle. Might have enough for the first down, as that's a gain right at 10 yards. Yeah, they're moving him over, so that's a gain of 10. Grant Nielsen, good-looking uh, little freshman there for Palmer, and uh, got a little bit of speed to him, a little uh, little ball awareness. They'll wind the clock here. They'll snap it inside at three minutes. And Carson Reimers will pitch the ball out. And actually, he'll keep it himself and loses the football. And it's going to be picked up on the bounce. And it's going to bounce out of bounds. The last ones to have it was Brighton Walls. The officials are going to get together here. I think Walls had it and was running. The ball got knocked loose out of bounds. I believe this should be Elm Creek football. I think so. He was yeah, on the move. Yeah, it is. The White Hats, they converse about it. And Walls is going to get credit for the fumble recovery. As he had it and was running with it yeah, uh, two, three so. yards, had the ball knocked out of his hands, and it goes out of bounds. That might be an incomplete pass in the NFL with the way things are reviewed, but here I think he had established himself. I think uh, Carter Erickson, uh, number four there for the, the Buffaloes, caused the fumble. So nice defensive play they team up on as Erickson knocks down the uh, – creates the fumble that Walls picked up, and Walls had dreams of touchdowns in his – Eyes, but they got the ball stripped from behind. And uh, they're going to pitch the ball back out here. Bo Knapp was the quarterback, and they get the ball out to the outside. And down that sideline is going to be Walls. And Walls is going to get his touchdown on the offensive side. He is going to rush in from 68 yards down that right sideline, busted through the hole there. And he gets a huge run to add on to the lead here for Elm Creek. That was a, just a little toss play by the quarterback, get it out to the running back and let him do his thing. And, you know, Coach Doolin said, you almost uh, had your shot the play before. We'll give it to you again. Here. Yeah, that's his third touchdown running the football this season. So one rush for 68 yards. So they're sharing the love here a little bit. Lead is 37. So after we uh, kick this one off, the final two minutes and 36 seconds will be a running clock. So they're going to go with the uh, I formation here as Bo Knapp in at quarterback under center. He'll fake the handoff. He'll throw the ball in the end zone and the two-point conversion caught by Carter Erickson. Good-looking ball there. That was a good-looking play. So they get the two-point conversion, and they'll ring the bell again as Elm Creek gets the five-point spank touchdown, and they lead it 45-6 to with 2.36 to go here in the fourth quarter. We'll have a running clock when we return for the kickoff right after this. At B&B Carpet, every day is the right day to get a great deal on quality flooring with our special 12-month financing. 
So if you're wondering when or where to get that new look, let our flooring professionals help you select the flooring that's right for you and your budget. Our quality installers will have you living in comfort in no time. So come on in today or tomorrow to B&B Carpet and Donovan and see why people say that's where we always go. Well, the offense has kicked into high gear here for Elm Creek. Another five points bank touchdown. And welcome back to our broadcast booth brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. We're on the road bringing you the play-by-play. Carney Towing and Repair will be on the road bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy-doing towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing and Repair when you need us. We'll be there. And the uh, kickoff will go right down the middle, and they'll drop it as Carter Erickson on the kickoff. And by the time they pick it up and get going forward here, they'll get the ball about to the 21-yard line, and that is going to be just about it on the return, I think, was Chet Wickman. Good job there by Nate Gilming, uh, making a nice wrap-up tackle there. Well, coming up, our post-game show, we'll talk with uh, Coach Doolin here for Elm Creek, who will be moving on with a 45-6 lead. And I don't know why the clock's not moving, but now it is. And they'll throw the ball to that outside, and down the sideline we go. On the race here is going to be Jaden Purcell, and Purcell is going to get knocked out of bounds at about the 25-yard line. Good pursuit on that left side as the safety came up there and made the play, and that's Nate Gilming who, again, makes a good defensive play. Yeah, nice little swing pass. Just uh, It's kind of like a bubble pass there. Just get it to the outside and see what your guy can do with it, and he had an opportunity to take it for a nice gain down the sideline. And that ended up being a gain of about 38 yards on the play. And they'll just get the ball off there on this right side. And, boy, there's a good hard hit by Carter Erickson after the ball was uh, complete over here to Grant Nielsen. Yeah, just run the same thing to the other side now. And uh, what a what a great pursuit and a great hit there by uh, Carter Erickson. Kind of made him pay the price yeah. for coming up with the football. So ball will be spotted at about the 21-yard line. So second and five from the 21. Reimers, plenty of time to throw. Throws the ball on this right side and is going to be incomplete. Trying to connect to uh, Preston Thompson. You don't see a lot of guys uh, wearing number 50 running pass patterns, but you did there. Definitely a great win here for the the Buffaloes. Uh, I'm sure they're going to enjoy this one tonight and get a little hot chocolate in them and warm up and start planning again tomorrow for Burwell. Reimers will throw it on that right side. It'll be enough for the first down. Tackle is going to be made on that far side. I thought by number six, but there's not a number six on my roster. Actually, I think that might be Bo Knapp. I think that was a five. That'll be a gain of about eight on the play. And on third and five, that's going to be enough. Maybe the final play of the game. Reimers going to air it into the end zone and nearly intercepted. Or is it? Yeah, it is intercepted. Going up high for it is Nate Gilming. Gilming again, Johnny, on the spot. This time, not content with just breaking up the pass. He comes down with it for the INT. A great job there. Good good break on the ball. He looked like he might have been able to have one earlier, but uh, got, his, got his mitts on that one. So a nice little uh, interception there. Pretty nice way to end things. And they'll set this one ready for play when that happens. 
Uh, we're just about ready to go and be done here. 20.4 seconds to go. And again, coming up next here for Elm Creek on uh, next Wednesday night, they will be playing host to Burwell, 48-16 to winners. So I-formation, stepping in under center here is going to be Bo Knapp, third quarterback we've seen tonight, and he's just going to kneel on it. And that is going to do it. So a big win here for uh, Elm Creek. They had the tough loss. Really one bad quarter last week against Arcadia Loop City. Keeps them from having a perfect record, but they look pretty darn good tonight as they end the season here for Palmer. Palmer will uh, head home and wrap up uh, their season with a record of 3-6, and 8-1 and one is Elm Creek as they now move on to the state uh, the next round of the state playoffs with a 45-6 to six win. Yeah, just a great job. Uh, you know, Elm Creek did what they had to do. They, they knew their game plan coming in would, would probably be effective. They didn't have to get crazy, run any trick plays or anything like that. They didn't have to show Burwell anything that, uh, that's coming up for the next round, even though Elm Creek and Burwell have played enough in the past few years that they know what the other team's going to do. But um, a solid performance uh, by Elm Creek, nothing flashy. Um, just use what you got uh, that got you here to begin with. And, you know, it was a good season by Palmer. Uh, you know, you made the state playoffs. You had a very one of the, one of the more difficult schedules uh, in the state for Class D1. Um, and for them to come out, and they, they showed themselves, you know, missing some guys. They showed up pretty, pretty well tonight, had a good first half, and, you know, a few turnovers here and there that don't happen for them that would have been a, could have been a different ballgame. Yeah, it certainly was. But as it is, our final score in this one, it is Elm Creek picking up a 45-6 to win. We'll step away for a moment. When we come back, we'll have our New West Sports Medicine and, and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show coming up right after this. Have you ever seen a rusty fish? That question illustrates the point that the same way scales protect a fish from his environment, the bullet spray on bedliners from the dent popper protect your pickup bed. No rust, no dents, no scratches, no chemical corrosion. So your truck has a longer work life and holds its value longer, reduces load slippage. And here's a bonus, it quiets the ride. See the dent popper north of Railroad on 1st, on the Bricks, downtown Kearney, and get a free estimate for a bullet spray on bedliner. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck. Ooh, that light lunch didn't cut it. And our dinner reservations aren't until when? Well, this is just embarrassing. Enough is enough. Stop the growl with Amigos' new quesadilla snackers. A mini quesadilla with chicken or ground beef, bacon bits, and Amigos Ranch. They're just the right size at just the right price. Don't deal with a grumbling stomach. Stop the growl for only $1.99 with new quesadilla snackers only at Amigos. Limited time only. Downey Drilling in Lexington is a proud supporter. Uh, final score in this one. We like to take a break if we can. Our final score, 45-6. to six. And we will be back with our postgame show coming up right after this. Farmers are darn tough, and times are challenging. Well, that's when you need an ag partner like Aurora Cooperative. By joining forces, things can be accomplished that can't be accomplished alone. Farmers face tough challenges every day, so having a partner is critical to your operation, especially when that partner is Aurora Cooperative. You'll have all the tools for success that you need right at your fingertips to make decisions and investments based on solid research data, innovative solutions, products, and support every step of the way. Tougher together. AuroraCoop.com. 
Buzz's Marine knows that boat buying may not be on the top of your mind right now, but if you want to take advantage of in-stock incentives, first pick on their 2020 inventory, or want to special order your new boat and have it ready for spring, stop into Buzz's Marine and shop the full lineup of Tigers and exclusive StarCraft deck boats. They also have great buys on fishing boats and pontoons. The biggest selection from the east to the west coast. Find out more online at buzzesmarine.com. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Cardi. And welcome back as our final score, 45-6. to six. Nice win here for the Elm Creek Buffaloes over the Palmer Tigers. This is the New West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. And let's give you kind of a, a scoring wrap-up, if you will. And it uh, began... In the second quarter, it took a while for the offenses to get going here, but boy, Xavier Perez had a huge game tonight as he scores the first of two second-quarter touchdowns, the first one from 59 yards out with 7.17 to go in the second quarter. And then it was a three and out. The snap went over the uh, punter's head, gave Elm Creek the ball at the 10-yard line. So the very next time Xavier Perez touched the ball, he goes in for a 10-yard touchdown. That made it 12 to nothing, and they still weren't down, done. In the span of about four minutes, about three and a half minutes or so, Elm Creek had three touchdowns because Carson McCarter ran in from 56 yards out. That made it 18 to nothing. That was your score at halftime. And then Perez, again, his third touchdown of the night came from 70 yards out. That made it 24 to nothing with 8.02 to go in the third. Then Perez again, this time from two yards out. The extra point was kicked. It was good. It was 31 to nothing at that point. And then Jesus Guzman had the lone score for Palmer with 2.44 to go in the third quarter. Made it 31-6, to but then the last two scores come from Elm Creek. Lane Gutzweiler with a 49-yard touchdown run, 37-6 to with 2.14 to go in the third. And then in the fourth, it was uh, Brighton Walls. It looked like he was going to have a fumble return for a touchdown, but uh, couldn't hold on to the ball, and it went out of bounds. So they did it offensively. Instead of a, a, a scoop and score, Brighton Walls picks it up. From 68 yards out on a touchdown, they uh, get the two-point conversion and our final score. It is 45-6. to six. Nice win here tonight for the Elm Creek Buffaloes. Our scoring wrap-up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. And uh, for, the, for the Buffaloes, it just seemed like they, they were able to always come up with that big play. As, again, you take a look at their scoring plays, 59 yards. 56, 70, 49, and 68 yards. And then they had the the one-play drive where you got the ball at the 10-yard line. Throw that in for good measure. We talked about the team speed for Elm Creek. Well, big plays. You know, team speed turns into big plays. Yeah, it, show, it really showed tonight. Uh, you know, Elm Creek did a nice job of uh, taking what Palmer would give them. Uh, Palmer played tough, you know, early on in the game and made those, those runs uh, difficult, you know, some short gains early on in the game for Elm Creek, but uh, you could just tell as the second quarter got going that the, the small gains were turning into five, six-yard gains, and they were they were literally like one man away from, from breaking three or four more long touchdown runs earlier in the game as well. So, you know, team speed is uh, uh, such an important thing, and uh, obviously Elm Creek had a, a little bit more than that uh, than Palmer did tonight. So, you know, big plays uh, because you're fast, um, you know, I, it played out just like Elm Creek thought it would probably coming in. 
Well, uh, they, they, they really felt like they were going to be able to run the football, and they got almost 400 yards on the ground here tonight. And a lot of the guys that came in in that fourth quarter still had big rushing nights. Kobe Smith carried the ball four times for 24 yards. Brighton Walls had one carry, 68 yards, and a touchdown. Karsten McCarter had eight carries for 102 yards. Again, he had a 56-yard touchdown in there, plus an 18 and a 12-yarder. So that's getting it done there. So he finished with 102 yards rushing, did Karsten McCarter. Xavier Perez carried the ball 21 times for 205 yards. Again, he had a 59-yard touchdown, a 70-yard touchdown. So 205 yards rushing for him, 102 yards for McCarter. There's 307 yards right there. Uh, Gutzweiler with the long touchdown run. He finished with uh, five rushes for 88 yards. Also, one carry here for Trey Miner for another three yards. So right at 400 yards was uh, Elm Creek in terms of running the football. Uh, didn't have any uh, pass completions on the night. 400 not, yards on the ground, you don't need any. Yeah, and not surprising. That's, uh, you know, Elm Creek's uh, main main focus is rushing the football. Uh, not a lot of completions, not a lot of yards uh, through the air on the air. Um, and they didn't really need him at any point in time tonight. There wasn't a, a situation where they had to throw it two or three plays in a row. So um, just, you know, Elm Creek doing uh, the things that they're most comfortable with and just using their overall athleticism to break some big plays and, and really break the game open, you know, uh, with the last two scores in the last five minutes of the half or so. And again, uh, Palmer's rushing attack really got shut down. Haven't totaled up all the numbers yet. I got individual numbers. Ruger Reimers carried the ball 12 times for 12 yards. Uh, Cade Casperson had two carries for 14 yards. Roy Guzman, 11 carries for 20 yards. Remington Gay had one carry for seven yards. Jesus Guzman only had one yard in the second half. He finished with uh, 42 yards rushing on the night. And the uh, backup quarterback, Carson Reimers, remember he gets saddled sometimes with some uh, fumbles and stuff like that. But he had uh, five carries for 12 yards. Uh, on the night, and then eight yards rushing here as well for Grant Nielsen. So 850, 70, uh, 84, they ended up with 96 yards uh, running the football for Palmer tonight. And again, Ruger Reimers, their starting quarterback, uh, he finished with 43 yards of uh, passing, and he had that big 50-yarder by the backup quarterback, Carson Reimers, so he had a completion for 50, one for 19, another one for 11, and then the 38-yarder as well. So he finished with 80, 108, uh, 121 yards passing. So 163, 164 yards in the air here for Palmer. And again, you know, less than 100 run to the football. Elm Creek's defense got the job done. Right. And, and for Palmer to have a chance to win this game is they had to keep relying on getting those three, four, five yard plays, uh, running the ball, but then they had to take care of the ball. And they did that. That's the part where it really jumped on their back tonight is, uh, they had a turnover. I think Elm Creek scored maybe two or three plays later on the, on their first touchdown. Then they had the punt snap over the head touchdown. And then the next possession, uh, you know, it's 12, nothing Palmer moved the ball. Uh, and then they had a fumble and another big, Big touchdown by Elm Creek. Uh, you know, I think on about a third and five, I think we even mentioned it's third and five here. You don't want to get behind the eight ball. And then you turn around and uh, McCarter takes it to the house for about 60 yards. So, you know, 
those small plays there, uh, you know, turnovers on Palmer's part played a big difference in the game tonight. Well, kind enough to join us after a nice win here tonight is the uh, head coach of Elm Creek Buffaloes, Jace Doolin. And, Coach, you just got – I don't know what you were happy with, the way you guys ran the football or how you kept Palmer from uh, really getting any offense going. Uh, both, just really. Uh, probably more on the defensive side because they were – they were a very dangerous offensive team and averaging probably 35, 40 points a game. Uh, um, put a lot of points up on a lot of teams, good teams this year. And um, the way we ju- adjusted and our linebackers kind of figured out, hey, we got to attack and be at the line of scrimmage when those backs are coming through and um, getting accustomed and used to tackling. They moved the football the first couple, or the first quarter, the first three drives, and they're getting four or five yards. But um, the way our linebackers kind of figured it out and started attacking the line of scrimmage and D-line getting off blocks, uh, front six played really well. That's probably mm-hmm. a huge, huge uh, thing when we watch the film and really comprehend, comprehend our defense of playing and stopping the run because that was our game plan going in. Well, again, you, you, I absolutely agree. It made the adjustment and really shut them down. But even in those first couple of drives when they were moving the ball, it was those a little bit of bend and not break there. Yeah, and that's kind of how we always been. Uh, we pride ourselves on that, and uh, when they got down in the red zone, really holding our own and keeping in that, keep them out. And we tell our defense that everybody has to earn everything. When they get down there, they don't, they haven't scored until they actually put the ball in the end zone. Even a big pass play in the third quarter, they got down to the one, and it took them two or three plays to get in the end zone. Um, our defense kind of prides ourselves on that, and uh, just always next play. Um, if we do have a bad play. They turn around, and the next play is they're going to make another play, and um, that's the mentality. You know, Coach, uh, I think one of the big things tonight is obviously Perez had a great game running the ball, but I thought he played fantastic at DN tonight because it seemed there were some plays there that they weren't blocking him two or three plays in a row, and not because they weren't trying because they couldn't get to him. And uh, it seemed like every time Palmer went back to pass, uh, he and uh, and Hans uh, Robbins there did, did a great job with pass pressure. You didn't have to blitz tonight to get some pass pressure. I think that was a big part of it for you, too. Yep, and that, that definitely helps our defense. Um, with him being an end, he just he's that's why we play him there. We put him in a position where he doesn't have to think. It's a reaction position. Um, when he gets across the line of scrimmage, he uses his speed. Uh, he, it's tough to block him. You put a big lineman on him, he's too fast. He gets around him. If you put somebody fast on him, uh, he's probably one of our strongest kids pound for pound. And um, great Probably he is our leading tackler and uh, definitely tough to kid to block. And when we do get him in third and long situations, we call pass call and it's one of those things. Learn from your dad. It, it's one of those you call pass call and it's it's a D lineman's favorite. Yeah, here. Turn him loose, right? Yep. Pin years back and like you said, Hans and Xavier just thrive in that position because they're fast. They go and they're right in the quarterback's lap. And um, there were a couple times we had to blitz, but just kind of just to get a little more pressure, but um, didn't want to and didn't have to most of the time. Right. right. Let, let, let's do talk a little bit about him on the offensive side, though, because uh, I had Xavier, and he had that big 70-yard touchdown run. He had a 59-yarder as well. He had back-to-back carries where he got in the end zone. Uh, I had him with uh, over 200 yards rushing on the night. Uh, and, again, it seemed like in the first half, guys just a, a stride away. Well, you started getting that those angles a little bit and started having that extra step here in the second half and into the second quarter. Yeah, and uh, making some adjustments up front with blocking, the way they were putting seven guys in the box. And uh, we changed what we worked on all week. We were going to block a certain way, and uh, we figured that, well, we don't have to. We just moved our center to block the 
A-gap tackle and double-teamed to chip to the middle linebacker and then sent our tight end to the outside backer. And when we started doing that and hitting the holes, uh, there's there's some times that he hits it fast, and if there's one guy to beat, uh, he makes one cut and gets vertical, and that's what he did. Xavier really uh, hit the hole hard, and make I liked the way he hit that hole and uh, put his foot in the ground, his outside foot in the ground, got up vertical, and um, probably had his best game running on the year. Yeah, it was at and pretty good time for it, right? In yeah. the playoffs, right? Yep, and that's that's what we always say. Just hey, when we get to this time, you got to play your best football. And um, even Carson running, he joked on mm-hmm. the sideline. We're like, we haven't seen you run that fast all year. Like he goes, it's playoff time. So it, it's one of those things. The kids are ready. It's playoff time, and we really stride making our stride right now. Well, you, well, you're going to need it because guess who's next? Uh, you know, yeah. you guys have seen each other how many times over the past, you know, five or six years. So, you know, Burwell comes to town. It's, you know, I mean, give us give us your quick your quick take on it, knowing that you guys know each other so well. Uh, and that that's it. It's going to be a battle. Um, we got them early, um, had them had them up, and they they battled back and about came back and uh, beat us. And it's one of those things that. D1, Class D1 playoffs, it doesn't matter where you're at in the bracket. You kind of find Elm Creek and Burwell, and they're going to match up somewhere. And it, it it happens usually in the first two, three rounds, If and they're always great games. Uh, we know we've got to be ready, and we've got to have play four quarters against them. Uh, well-coached team. Um, we got the speed on them. we got to use that to our advantage. Um, but they are busy, big and physical, and they're going to come in here wanting to uh, – Get a little revenge. Sure. What, what's different about you guys since you guys played Burwell early in the year? Oh, our our option game is just clicking right now. Um, I don't even know how many run plays uh, we ran, but there were mostly option plays. Uh, we were running Veer, and then we were running a little counter option, uh, pulling the linemen. And it's one of those that, that back when we played Burwell, we were trying to run some more jet sweeps, right. get our speed, and hit the outside. And now I still feel so much confidence in the way we run our option and the way Carson's reading it that um, every play is going to be a successful play just because it puts the defense out of a really bad situation. they got to choose who they're going. And um, when we do that, the way we run our option has been head and shoulders above when we were week four uh, this year. So uh, your answer, by the way, is over 50 times running the football. <laughs> yeah, until – Till the very end, when we got our backup quarterback in, uh, I think every single one of them were uh, some form option of option. Players. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, it, 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 hey, ain't broke. Don't fix it, coach. Hey, Absolutely. Yep. Jace, appreciate your time. What you doing? Yep. Thank you very much. All right, go get him, coach. Uh, next Wednesday, it'll be uh, Elm Creek here at home taking on uh, Burwell again. And, and as as you said, Scott, it's, it's it's something we see quite a bit from these two uh, programs. These two teams know each other very very well. Yeah, you know, and you, you, you look back at uh, how many times they've met in the regular season, and now you get a chance to, to meet up again in the playoffs. This is probably, the, uh, I think this is the fifth time in like six or seven years that they've met up in the playoffs, uh, 2012, 2013, and 14. Uh, Elm Creek got Burwell three years in a row, and then uh, 2016, uh, you know, Burwell returned the favor, and then 2007. This is six. This is going to be the sixth time in the playoffs. Yeah, and and again, uh, they're no strangers even this year because up in Burwell, uh, Elm Creek had one of their bigger wins of the year. That that 36-28 win that they had back on uh, September 27th. So you know, a little bit over a month ago, we're going to be looking at about four yep. or five weeks later. Um, they go right back at it and. 
again, it just gets amped up a little bit more. It's just different when it's in the playoffs. And again, Elm Creek is, Burwell's had a nice run here with, with championship games, making it to Lincoln, that sort of thing. Yep. Elm Creek certainly can have a lot of that kind of, of history had they been able to get past him. Well, again, get a comeback here. And I, you got to say, right now, the way Elm Creek's playing, they would be the favorite. Uh, yeah, you think so? They already have the victory yeah. over Burwell early in the year, so yeah, they've got. They know that you once you get the confidence that you can beat somebody, you, that kind of sticks with you. So, um, but then on the other side, you got Burwell's probably itching for. Hey, I, well, I'm sure every one of those kids at Burwell wants to play Elm Creek again. So, uh, what better time well, to do it? In that's the what playoffs, makes a rivalry. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. what makes a rivalry, and it's been a pretty good rivalry and a great effort here tonight by Elm Creek as they are able to uh, really shut down a pretty good Palmer team, a final of 45-6. to six. Scott, appreciate the time, my friend. Absolutely. All right, Scott Mowring, uh, and I'm Randy Bushcutter, our engineer, J.D. Raider, back in the studios. Thanks so much for joining us again next Wednesday. We'll have coverage of that game for you here on Platte River Radio. Elm Creek will be taking on Burwell next, one, next Wednesday night. I'm Randy Bushcutter. Thanks so much for joining us. Good night, everybody. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer corn products feature high-performance trait packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. The proceeding has been a Platte River Radio ESPN Tri-City Sports Production brought to you by Platte River Preps. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, visit platteriverpreps.com.